0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host Ash Thorpe, and this is gonna be episode 137 with CGI legend and the brains behind mastering CGI, Grant Warwick, who joins us this week to discover his passion for teaching, a bunch of nerdy goodness about rendering engines, and the importance of truly loving what you do. This episode is brought to you by learn Squared, an art education platform founded and powered by industry-leading artists. Learn cutting-edge art techniques and discover firsthand how other artists from around the world learn. Head over to learnsquare.com and apply the promo code COLLECTIVE during checkout for a 10% discount off your order. Here we go, everybody. Episode 137 with Grant Warwick. Let's roll. When, I, when it comes to bringing people on to the podcast, I have to have some sort of like a some sort of connection and the thing I love about art and the the reason why one of the many reasons I started the podcast (coughs) excuse me is because um my ability to just kind of reach out to people that I would normally not have this chance to do it that's one of them but at the same time um just there's something about you know exposing a story or exposing something behind it and I think you know you're quite a unique character where you're kind of you you run your own school and now you Mm -hmm. run it solo and it's like it's it's you're doing a lot of stuff you're quite prolific you're sharing a lot of knowledge um and it's not like it's it's quite funny actually the other day Miche and i were on a i think we were doing like a twitch live stream and people kept asking us like what's cgi thing we should do and like just take grant's class
1: (laughs) we were (laughs) plugging the shit out of it
0: you know like and it's it's legit though it's legit like i've i haven't gone through everything yet i've just touched the surface but I love that it's, you know, the eye that you have there. So, I mean, we're going to ramble on, this is going to be a very natural flowy podcast. Um, for those that like that style, hopefully you guys enjoy this one, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about and I have, I have a couple questions that I've written out here that I want to make sure we cover, but I will, as I said, sneak them in as I go through the, the, the interrogation process. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. We're going to cover everything from, you know, where you started from and then, you know, we'll talk a little bit about sports and off time things and and why you teach cool, and man. stuff but yeah so welcome to the
2: show cool. thanks very much man it's great to be on yeah it's, it's great same. to finally like decide that i wanted to do stuff like this again just like i just kind of got a little bit uh you want like i feel like once you've done a couple of interviews you've just repeated basically everything you've said in the past so it's kind of pointless sure but um so it's been a long time like, it's been a few years but uh no, feels good, good feels good. A lot of growth then since then, I imagine. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Totally changed direction. How old this are you this now? This is the, this is the, sorry? How old are you? I'm 28.
0: 28. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 33. So we're five years yep. different. You're quite young though. That's a pretty prolific guy I'd, for being so young. No, I'd
2: say I'm getting there now because <laughs> when I first started in the industry, I was just turning 18 hmm. and the, I was the youngest person at the office by about three years. And I looked at the, the guy there who is the youngest is like an adult, you know, like I was, I was a kid, like yeah. I was an immature 18 year old. So <laughs> I feel like now finally I'm starting to, you know, become a little bit more mature with I'm things. Developing into a man, huh? Yeah. hundred percent. I'm a very late developer. My dad is the same. Like <laughs> I think he just runs in our family.
0: You should but, always uh, remain a child though. I think, you know, 100%, 100% i think it's important i think it, the, yeah. the 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 ability of a child's mind to be absolutely void of 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 you know um uh, consequences, I think is really yep. quite keen. It was actually funny. I was just talking about that at the end of uh, Jiu Jitsu with Giovanni, my, my coach. And he was saying, you know, I'm always going to be a kid. And, and, and he was yep. telling me like, you should always be a kid too. And I was like, yeah, that's true. You know, sometimes I get caught up being, trying to be this man, you know, and, and getting lost in these, like, uh, these roles that I don't really know if I want to be in or if I care to, yeah. you know, um, what, what, what is it that makes a man? Do you think like, what is it that you're, you're, you're slowly evolving to find that about yourself?
2: Well, definitely, as I get older, I feel like I'm like, I don't really know what it is to be a man yet, because I feel like I'm not there yet. You know, like there's, I feel like I'm just not an immature child anymore. Hmm. And for the, the guys that work with me, like I was kind of that definition of being immature, like I was doing things in it, like people were laughing at the fact at how immature I was because they just weren't used to working with someone like that. And now I feel like with some of the stuff that I've been through over the last year and just even just running the business by myself, you just have to it's good to be a kid still, but then you've got more responsibility as you get older. I yeah. feel and that's that's kind of once you can handle all the responsibility thrown at you, then I think that's what makes you a man
0: yeah you have uh, you've kind of switched roles I think that's also what happens is when a when a a man or a woman has a child and if they if you if you take on the actual role of being a parent and being present in somebody's life. And and my brother said it really well. Um, I just went out and visited him and it was great cause he has, uh, my, my nephew, my little nephew, Austin. Um, he's yeah. just a joy and it's so cool to see my brother become a father and to see the change. And, and what he said yeah. is, yeah. is, is, you know, your whole life, you are number one until you have a kid and you're number two okay. when you have a kid, you know? <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. you can probably yeah. look at it like your business is, is, is your number one and you become number two. Sometimes you gotta be careful of that. Obviously yeah. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> it causes issues before you know it
2: causes issues with uh relationships and things like that where it's sometimes difficult you know when you put you like as as a younger person you don't really have to put like, you there's no set area where you need to put your focus into you can choose what you want to to what you want to focus on and now once you kind of get locked into things it can be a little bit scary because you realize how far you've got to go. Like once you've locked yourself in there and people are relying on you, you realize you've got to stick it out to the end. But yeah, it's uh, i I would say it's equally my number one, you know, like for me, fitness and making sure that side of my life is sorted is just as important to me as running the business.
0: That's awesome. I always trip out like on guys like, it's like Henry Ford or Steve jobs or, these yep. kind of like big, huge, um, business moguls, you know, yeah. I was yeah. like, how the hell do, how do these people do, do that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like day to day. Like, how did that happen? It must you know, be I just great just,
0: teams. Right. Don't you think that's what it is? It must be just really epic teams. Like look at, you Elon Musk, you know, like, yeah, there's no way he could do all that himself. You know, he just employs I, the right people. And when she's thinking,
2: I think those people are probably more intelligent than I'll ever be able to appreciate. Yeah. But on top of that, they don't they're just not afraid to take risks Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. they probably just take risks all the time. But the difference is it might've just been a little bit of luck or whatever, but um, early on, you know, they had the funding to be able to take risks. You yeah. Know, like once you have two, $3 million, then a whole <laughs> massive <clears throat> array of options open up to you. And I think sometimes that's the goal for people. And problems like, too. <laughs> they, they have that mindset. They want to do something like that. But until you've got like a, a kickstart, then it can be very difficult.
0: Yeah. Have you read, uh, Elon's book? Have you read that by chance? No, I haven't, but ah, I'm a massive it's good.
2: fan of his it. You should it's, check it out. Yeah. Okay. I will.
0: He's I will. a, he's a, he's a savage man. <laughs> Is he? oh, yeah. He's God. just, no, I mean, he's, it's great. He's just very, he's a, he's one of those very rare people that takes
2: risks at a high level, you know? Um, it's weird watching someone like that grow in the media you know because yeah. like 10 years ago you wouldn't have heard of what he was doing and now he's you know kind of the next steve jobs or you know bill gates he's kind uh, of henry ford too you know <laughs> he's yeah. like he's doing changing so many industries all at once i talk yeah, about him a race. lot on
0: the podcast but for me <laughs> and i think you'll relate to this too it's sounding like because yeah. you're into fitness and you're into kind of like perfection and yeah. being better and watching your lessons i'm understanding like, yeah.
2: When I watch your lessons, I'm like, damn, this guy is really getting into it. Like, I dig this, you know. Um, How does it differ from the courses you guys are teaching? Because I've actually, I've got access now, but I've been so busy trying to finish lesson five that I haven't jumped into your guys' stuff. I wanted to, because apparently you guys are doing it completely different also, yeah?
0: Yeah, I think, well, there's totally different styles of teaching. and I think there's different ways of teaching too. And I think with you... The thing that I really appreciate so far, um, I love, I mean, teaching for me is very difficult and that's why I think I like <laughs> it because it's incredibly challenging because it's, it really, is. It is. I don't think people really understand how challenging nope. it is until you have to do it. I didn't yep. realize how challenging it was, but I think yep. that there's, there's a couple differences and, and because we have completely different teachers all over the board that they have yep. different, you know. Um, things that they're trying to get across and I, I can only speak about myself. But for me personally, I think I dwell in the abstract a little bit more too much, probably, sure. you know, for me personally. And I feel bad for sometimes for my students because what I'm trying to teach and I think you you talk about it a little bit, too, about like, you know, this is how you see things. This is how you need to think about how you see things. because, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really a key when we were first communicating about stuff and I was showing you some stuff and you're like, yeah, you try this yep. and that and you're but you're complimenting on my ability to see what it needed to be, you know, yes. missing a couple of things. But that is so essential. And that encouragement helped me go, OK, at least I have the eye to get myself 90 percent there. But that extra 10 percent is so fucking hard. <laughs> but
2: it's the but it's the, the difference is you can have a work that's a very low skill level and it'd be more appealing than someone who's doing something completely photoreal yeah, with just yeah. a very bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I'd it's true be on true. that end of the spectrum, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, absolutely. That, that's, that's, that's why I was trying to encourage you in that respect no, because no, that's it. the thing that's so difficult to, to learn. Like I was the, per- I was the type of person who learned that the opposite way. Hmm. So early on when I was learning how to model, From a technical standpoint, my models were really low res. Like I always had that same style of having the bare minimum amount of topology. Mm -hmm. But there was all sorts of pinches, like just because I didn't know how to tackle, like you said, that last 10%. So I was putting all the effort into trying to master like the topology. And then I hit a point where I realized that I'd lost my ability to kind of like look at it and polish it. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge problem yeah. for a lot of CGA artists. Yes. I look at them and I go like yeah. that's Just cool. But that it, last 10%. Yeah. It's like, yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's, it's, I look at it as a designer. I think having a designer's eye and knowing yep. kind of, you know, the balance of things and the contrast of things and what are is yep. needed to make yep. an image appealing. That's really what it is, right? You're, yep. you're communicating, you're moving pixels and colors and values and textures yep. To either convey reality or push an emotion, um, depending on your goal. But I think it's important to have a designer's eye. And I see so many missed opportunities when I look at heavy duty CGI guys. I go like, fuck, yep. if I had your abilities, like, oh my God, like, and that's, yeah. that's, that's what <laughs> it freaks me out because, uh, there's no excuse anymore, you know? I've just invested, like, $15,000 in my home office. <laughs> like, it's gotten pretty crazy. <laughs> I got two it's machines It's a good feeling, that huh? You know, I, I, I remember. You have to respect it. yourself, you know? And I think that's yeah. part of it, you know, taking yourself serious. Yeah. You, 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 you must have spent quite a bit. I see your V-Ray renders, like, fucking going crazy fast. I'm like, dude, how many freaking CPUs is he using in there? That's actually from
2: a... Now that I'm, like, at Cream now, they've got something like 56 uh, render cores. Whoa. And what's, what's cream what's that sorry what's cream cream was, was the place where i used to work Sorry, oh, okay. uh, cream was the my old place of employment the, the last place i worked okay while okay. i started up the mastering b-ray course and i think actually in lesson three there was, it was lesson three i recorded it at cream because there was so many extra render boxes, but now they've got even four times that amount wow. and they've upgraded all their GPUs and everything. So I'm sitting at home here with that office, like 10 meters, 10 minutes down the road thinking like shit, like I'm actually, I've become pretty outdated in the last what? two years. It just <laughs> it really runs. I've got like four, five, you know, render boxes here. I've got like, three grand worth of graphics cards and then you see this new graphics card oh, come man. out I hate and it you're dude. like oh just, it, that single card is more powerful than my two put together and you just yeah. start yeah. <laughs> sad only it, it really is. you need to invest the exponential <laughs> growth that, is ridiculous yeah I just I just
0: spent money on, I got three Titan X's and I got three 980 TIs and then the damn yep. 1080 came out I'm like what the fuck <laughs> and then <laughs> the new just, Titan just came out and it's 60% faster than the Titans I have I'm like
2: fuck you guys I, like, I, I remember on a uh, it was a college humor website or something there was a skit where a guy comes into the computer store and he buys like a Bates 3000 computer and by the time he gets home there's already an ad on the tv for the Bates 4000 and he comes into the guy and he's like so true Dude, what, like what's going on I only just bought this and he's like he's like Dude, why are you using a Bates 3000? That thing's <laughs> fucking barbaric. He's, like, he's been home. It just keeps going and going until he eventually just goes crazy and comes in and shoots the uh, Gil Bates, the guy, the, the makeshift for Bill Gates in the scene. He just comes in, shoots him dead in his office. It's so applicable. And, yeah, man. It's so true. It so is so true. true. But I think even
0: though, like, you can have every, that's the one thing I found that was quite funny and comedic, actually, when I, because what I did is a lot of people were asking me, like, hey, Ash, you talk about your Octane machine. This and that I want to know because there's yep. not a lot of information out there and it's all convoluted and I think I need to just go out there and make a video or just talk about it and kind of because yep. you know people just want to make cool shit and they want to know how you're making cool shit and they want to yep. share that knowledge okay. and I think it's important but it was so funny <laughs> I'm sure you found the same thing is I would get comments from people like when you use that thing but Bob or get this other part and you're trying to spend my money <laughs> and then I'm like bitch let me look at your work and I look at it, I'm like this is heinous as fuck like when <laughs> you don't even eat, you need the machine couldn't save you. You know, like you yeah. could talk all day about what's better. Of course, on paper, it's better. It's kind of like cars, you know, like people have cars and they would go mm-hmm. and be like, you know, this thing does like five G's on the skid pad. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. <laughs> Do you fucking drive it that hard? Like, no, it stays in the garage. Well, then get the fuck out of here. Then, you know, like exactly. if you're not utilizing exactly. it properly, if you're not uh, getting its essence, then what's the point? And that's, that's what I, what I'm getting at is I really appreciate that you're, fully maximizing your usability on that you've been using you've been doing this stuff for a long time 10 years or something like that now right
2: it's going on 13 years now 13
0: years holy crap dude that's one thing that frightens the shit out of me (laughs) because all the guys that i admire like yourself and i found some other guys recently i'm like dude this is insane one of the guys is 50
2: years old he's been doing it since the 80s i'm like no
0: dude like don't tell me (laughs) that don't tell me there's always (laughs)
2: levels to it you know like now that's why i'm saying i'm starting to feel old because I've been doing this nearly half my life. It's a long time, dude. Like there's always levels to it. Like when I started, it was funny. Like I come from a, like I was born in America, but I lived in like South of Sydney, uh, a few hours South for most of my teenage life. And uh, my first mentor in 3D, uh, Michael Bain, he, had been like he came from the same town I did so I got along with him really well but he used to look at me like you know I was this like little spratty fish who was just a uh, complete loser but he at that point he'd been doing it for like 20 years Fuck. so now like he must have been doing it for like you know 30 35 years like something ridiculous wow. you know yeah that's like, like, and you think oh time. my god like th- these guys have been through everything like these guys have seen 3D programs come from nothing to Like modern, like modern day Macs. Yeah. Like when it was like a little crappy UI that took two minutes to update 13 so, years though.
0: Fuck man. Cause yeah, you must, you know, it's funny. You were laughing at me cause I was like, Hey, you heard a 3D, 3d coat and you're all yeah, bitch. Like <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I didn't say, yeah, bitch. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> <I'm> just, <that's laughs> with you. No, you just, but you were like, yeah, of course. Like you're part of like helping with it or like, they, you know, there was testing some funny stories.
2: This, this is going back a long time. These things probably get lost in the 3d world, but when 3d coat first was released, in the alpha stage, I think they had a disclaimer on their website because the the creators were heavily Christian, yeah, and they yeah. had disclaimers saying that you weren't allowed to use the software to create anything uh, derogative towards Christianity. So, like, you weren't allowed to put Jesus on a cross or something in you know, a in a distasteful manner. Wow! And there was just a massive backlash from yeah, like imagine. all the people using it <laughs> yeah. saying like you can't tell artists what they can like that you weren't allowed to uh sculpt nudity oh wow in really the, in the app it was, oh. it was a sculpting app you know like yeah. not even for anatomical purposes so people kind of lost their mind when and just going back like i was like wow that's a long time ago that yeah i was reading up on that
0: yeah you can't you can't tell artists what to do that's you're gonna nobody trolls harder so than an artist back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah no and, yeah. i mean
0: i mean that's interesting because they all have their beliefs and they're completely right to have whatever yeah. belief they yeah. want you know but yeah. yeah when you sell something it belongs to the public and yeah, it pretty much belongs to them you know that's pretty much yeah. it so yeah, yeah. you well, said
2: the debate came from
0: yeah no absolutely and Just, it's it's a totally worthy of a debate you know to be had yeah. you know which is quite interesting you know it's like yeah it's, we have a couple things here in the states too we have this company called chick-fil-a and they have like um a cool company i guess and a big but like turns out like you know they, they they're like a sandwich or hamburger kind of place but they're actually not hamburgers they do chicken only they don't do like hamburgers and their, their sandwiches are good i i eat mm-hmm. there every once in a while but then like started stuff started to pour out like the guy was Christian and you hate homos and all that stuff. I'm like, Oh man, yeah. I'm like, come on, dude. Like I just want to eat your, your chicken yeah. sandwich, you know, like there's no need for <laughs> you to add that into the the, the thing. And yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's just, you know, it's, it's uh, people's opinions and pushing them on other people. I just, I don't know, nothing really good comes out of that really. So yeah. <laughs> unless it's like, you know, uh, non harmful and people can take with it what they want. And I guess that's more or less like, as you're, you know, as you're discovering as a teacher a communicator facilitating yep. people's abilities and stuff, Um, I want to talk a little bit about that. Like what's, what's some, some things that you've experienced through teaching. One of the things that I've personally, um, when I had Vitaly on the podcast, he, uh, you, are you familiar with Vitaly's work and Vitaly Vokorov? You you should know that
2: he's my, uh, he's my hero. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Well, he's everybody's hero.
0: I love Vitaly. He's like one of my favorite human beings. He's an amazing guy. I love him. He's, he's so happy. So
2: positive. I, I, I imagine him walking around looking like that, Uh, mech from, you know, (laughs) I imagine he does too. Starcraft Marine. (laughs) You know, he sits down at his computer. He weighs like 220 kilos of pure muscle working with a cigar. He's blasting out these models all day, every day. He's just next level. I need you to create Robocop. It's like, okay, sits down and just blast it out in 12 hours. Uh, He's a freak. He He is.
0: I love him. And he's, he's he's so next level. And when I had him on the podcast, (laughs) kind of changed. Of my dimensional. life. He is. He is. When you're around him, he's just got this really captivating energy. I've I've got a chance to meet like Neil deGrasse Tyson and him and and Neil deGrasse Tyson and and Vitaly. They're like they have this same aura. <laughs> the they really do. Interview. You know, we, have, you, have you met somebody that just glows and you're like, damn, this person's the fucking bomb. You know, like this person's great and and you just you only want to be around them from a little bit of isolated moment because you don't want the, them to tarnish that for you. You know, because you're like, <laughs> oh shit, I just saw him take a crap. Like. No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like no, meeting I've your heroes is dead. I've never spoken to him. Uh, you got it, man. Him. And we we'll have to
2: set something up if you're if he's ever out in Australia. I'm sure he goes well, down. Well no, there here's also. why. Here's why. I feel like until like as a modeler I feel like I can't even get close enough. Like I'm not worthy enough to, <laughs> to talk to him. Uh, like for me to enter uh, his 50 meter uh, radius, I'd need to improve myself oh, five or six fold before uh. I was capable of doing that.
0: <laughs> Dude, I mean him it's and I are buds.
2: We talk, uh,
0: every once in a while. And so, and, and I'm not even in, in the same, uh, <laughs> like spectrum as you guys. So I think it's totally fine. I wouldn't worry
2: about no, it. But you're very <laughs> modest about it. You know, like, you, you come from, uh, you've mastered the 2D aspect. Now you're making a very quick transition to 3D. Oh, and exactly. that's what people are very interested in at the moment because you think that you, yeah, like, yeah, you you physically haven't been in it long enough to have mastered it, but the, the speed at which you're learning it is, that's what's interesting to people because nowadays everyone wants to learn things quickly. Yes. But oh, I guess, like, like, I'm, I'm aware that, you know, like, you know how to learn very quickly, not because you're just, You know, like randomly talented at it, but because you've mastered the other aspects, like your eye for detail and composition, and you're just taking that knowledge you've learned over the last 10, 15 years into 3D.
0: I'm trying to I'm trying to it's, it's all a journey you know and, and and I think that it's really important to remember that yeah. it's a journey and I like to learn fast absolutely like for me I it's, do too. it's, Everyone it's like, does. yeah Everybody. but I re- that's the thing that I remember I was saying like it scares me to sh- scares me to death to think like fuck you've been doing it for 13 years like no and I found this guy's been doing it since the 80s the other day I'm like oh my god is the guy that I sent you who does those reconstructions of the yep. skulls
2: yeah come yeah. on dude what's up with that guy how dare the guy's you've on a- seen those guys do that stuff with just traditional clay yeah yes of course like, i've seen do that do you know if that guy had traditional experience i don't because think so i read a, i read in an right, interview yeah that's that would be tricky because you're trying to you know what he was doing with re rebuilding that stuff without physically holding it and seeing it you're kind of not having that element like there's always yeah. going to be a level of detail you're missing yeah absolutely so just having the skull there and you know as a physical piece of reference but um nonetheless like his work was just really cool and what scared me about it was it actually did end up looking like what the real life sculptors produce it wasn't like a perfect 3d model where you're like oh like i can see why he's just made it like a little bit more perfect because he can yeah but yeah. it's actually looks like a true it's, it's insane yeah it's insane
0: like it's it's really insane you actually bring up a really great point that i want to talk with you about because this isn't physical it's all in the air it's all data yes. it's in and, and what the hell do you think of that you know i had an interesting uh-huh. talk with richard taylor and he was saying that you know the key the thing that he's worried about and missing is that the world of physical is going to be depleted. you know, as we go into the VR world and stuff, I mean, he's a big part of uh, magic leap and being involved with all that and stuff, which is awesome too. So, I mean, he's very aware, he's a very smart guy, but I think there's something to be said, like you and I, we dwell in the pixel world, the false reality basically. And like, it's, you know, when you lose a file or something just gets destroyed or gone, you're like, Whoa, what the fuck? You know, like it's completely gone.
2: What are your thoughts on that? It's, I'm a little bit like mixed up because when it first, like when 3D printing first came out, I'd been modeling only for two, two and a half years. Like I didn't consider myself uh, like an awesome character modeler. I I Mm. barely knew how to do them back then. Like this was a long time ago. This is 10 years ago. And I remember uh, getting this like job pitch at Fuel where they had to do a, a zombie concept for a movie. And part of that was reimagining, like, old World War Two tanks as if, like, zombie Nazi people had taken over. Oh, that didn't happen? And <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty cool if it did, but I had to make these <laughs> these tanks. And I remember making them, and for the director to get a feel for them, we had to 3D print them. And this was back when 3D printing was like in its absolute infancy and we had to go to the university across the road who they had this brand new you know one hundred and fifty thousand dollars 3 3d printer that was just massive you know it sat up against the side of the wall and took like two days to print this thing at 30 centimeters tall and i remember that when it we went over there because he called us and said look we're just bringing it out of the the tub and it was kind of like this alien, you know, experience for me because up until that point, I'd never seen anything I'd done mm. in real life. And when they kind of lifted this like honeycomb glob of, you know, shit out of the the acid or whatever it was, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like I, like as it was fading away, the, the outside honeycomb stuff, as he was pulling it off, I was thinking this is the coolest thing I've ever experience in my life and the model wasn't that good but i remember that tank coming out and like having it at the desk at fuel thinking like oh my god like just i just touch it and be like i actually designed and made that and uh, for a long time i didn't really experience that again yeah yeah i saw a couple of 3d prints here and there but you know deep down i think i just had too much of a connection just with a monitor at that point like it was a cool experience and if I had a 3D printer sitting at home, I'm sure I'd use it all the time. Yeah. But yeah. for me, I think virtual reality could be a good uh, in-between. Oh, you know, it's you're not, there. You're not working with clay. You know, it's not completely hands-on. But I would love to ditch the, the monitor aspect of things and work, at least try and work. Like I would be happy to relearn how to do things because I still feel like I'm young enough in my career where a complete swap is kind of overdue.
1: Yeah, you know, because yeah.
2: every so often, adult like when when guys were modeling, every so often, like every every generation will have that massive jump. And I remember that was uh, Z brush and sculpting for yeah, this yeah, generation of chill, modelers. Yeah. Yeah. Because when the Mudbox Alpha came out, there was only like three four hundred guys who were the best uh, modelers in the world on it experimenting no one had done any digital sculpting up until that point. And on the Mudbox beta, there was guys coming through doing like really cool stuff and you just straight away, there was guys in the office who just thought it was complete uh, shit. Uh, They they weren't going to swap because they were so used to doing any and all organic work in Maya or, you know, with old school methods. But, you know, as time goes on slowly, you just have to adapt or you know, you just get phased out. So yeah,
0: VR to, could have be have the next to. big thing. Yeah, VR is yeah, definitely... And
2: sculpting and VR, I think, is, is going that. to be a, quite a unique yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Have you been laughs> this, in- this is actually, like, probably five, six times bigger than, well, you know, what I was just saying because it affects everything. Yes, it does. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It affects every app. Like, I, uh, part of the kind of... What I don't like is the maybe feeling a little bit claustrophobic, like how... <laughs> If if I have to use VR to work, how long can you work before you really uh, feel <laughs> like you're getting a bit like swallowed by it? Yeah. Whereas yeah. when you're staring at a screen, you know you're there. You can move around. You can get up. You can go outside. And I guess you could do the same. But I remember seeing an article about VR from one of the um, those jet test pilots where they actually do do that type of testing on with VR helmets for jet fighter pilots Mm -hmm. and he was saying that it's actually nowhere near as safe as it's being proposed like long-term usage yeah yeah yeah, sure it's cool to go into a into a store and see a demo for 10 20 minutes and you know freak out but what if you've been using it for six months like are you going to start to get motion sickness or is it going to affect your brain have you tried it i have tried the old oculus Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. fell in love with it but not the, uh, not the new one. Or waiting like the, um, there's uh, quite a few other things. There's like the Sony one so, has
0: has a pretty crazy one too. It's usually re- the resolution that either works or yes. doesn't, you know. and
2: Yeah, that's that a was big problem. Did you get motion sick? No, I didn't. I, I mm-hmm. really loved it. There was a game I played on the first... Um, developer kit they released, and it was like this uh, wingsuit flying game, mm-hmm. and just that feeling of like looking around while you're falling, yeah. like yeah. it gave you just a massive, massive rush. But the resolution was so low; it was like 720p across two screens. Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke. So yeah, I kind of yeah. that was kind of disheartening. I got over it very quickly because yes. of, and I thought yeah. oh, I'll just give it another three, four years before I uh, oh. when when they fixed those issues. Yeah. then it will be worth it. But it's not going to be worth it jumping in half-assed when you can't utilize it properly.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like when Game Boy came out and now we have iPhones, you know? Yes, um, yes. Yeah. And, and it's, like, <laughs> you know. it's like Game Boy... Th- there's a certain thing that happens, I think, when we connect with a technology, you know? And you're absolutely right. Complete immersion is great, but it my yeah. one big worry is like when I look around at everybody and everybody's playing Pokemon go and they're, they're just phone faces everywhere and just walking around like drones. I'm like, Ooh, this is scary. And then, <laughs> you know, and then the VR thing, it's just going to be so dark and so deep and it's going to go heavy, you know, and it's, <laughs> you know, people are going to be bad parents and immersion's going to be so it's just change, you know, change is fucking inevitable. Like it's going to yeah. happen no matter what, It'll whether happen. I want it or not, you know? And yeah. like, and I yeah. think change is also good, you know, it's going to weed out the idiots and, going to be a part of the 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 natural occurrence of life but here on earth but i I, um for me personally i I think vr is really interesting i i do personally i get a little bit sick i get a little drunk actually from after that i get kind of displaced a little bit and it throws me off and it kind of tires me out a little bit too fast but i do i always tell myself like you know when my daughter gets older or she has kids and they you know, I become a grandparent, they're going to look back at me and be like, man, I can't believe granddad yep. used to sit in a, in a dark room with a bunch of strangers and look at a screen <laughs> like weak, you know, that's if so weak. You're working in
2: a virtual reality office or something. Exactly. Yeah, well, they are, like, well, if, you,
0: if you're thinking about it now, like, look at you, look at me, like a lot of my friends were all freelancers, freelancers yep. were working off the cloud. We're all connecting off of data and cloud stuff like it doesn't, yep. you know, when I first started six years ago or five years ago, like it was pretty important for you to be right at a location. And Sometimes it's nice to be around other people and I think it helps with problem solving, but yep. sometimes it gets in the way. Honestly, I really don't like being in a busy fucking office with people bugging you at any chance and you're just kind of like wanting to chit chat. And I went back, like, fuck off, I want to work. You know, I don't want to talk with you right now. I want to just focus on what I need to do. Um, but I think it's quite an, an interesting, you know, what technology <laughs> is doing for creativity and also everything all in the same. But, at the at the end of the day, I think it's just people expressing their ideas, whether they're trying to learn something new, or you know, achieve reality like yourself, or compose something in CG that shouldn't necessarily look CG, you know, stuff like that, yeah. or tell a story, or express <laughs> themselves, or whatever. But it's it's all quite interesting. My my friend uh, Kirill was telling me how he he's like totally in love with his VR setup, and he like how he likes to mo- model and sculpt in it. And I thought that would be actually be really cool to using model. the Google Brush thing. I think that's what he was using. Yeah, but like yep. it'd be really cool if you could go in there and use something like a um, parametric kind of modeling, like a Fusion Three Sixty CAD-based software yeah, or something. That'd be cool. That'd be that'd really be cool. cool. You can just hold it, move it around, yep. change the chamfer, yep. and look at it close and adjust it. And
2: You know, yep. th- that's what I'm talking about. That would be great. i have just I've tried to be. As patient as I can, because I was heavily <laughs> affected waiting. Yeah, and then I realized like this isn't going to be no. like I was expecting it was to develop so quickly. They'd have a 4K version out in like six months. No, no, and no. like, and I was like, and then everybody like, did. That was my very initial reaction. Then I realized uh, like once I got over it, and I saw <laughs> a few more articles on it and researched it a bit more. I was like, you know, this it probably will be about five years before this is used on a kind of. Yeah, a commercial. standard. Yeah, yeah, a standard commercial application. Like until then. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's my jam. Ah, oh, yeah, it's my favorite song. <laughs> that's my phone alarm sorry no that's all good uh that's cool you do phone alarms i want to talk to you about your day <laughs> scheduling in here in a minute but yeah just on the vr tip i i think it's quite quite interesting i think all creatives out there that are listening that are either interested or afraid of it or kind of aware of it or not so aware of it but i think it's something to be very uh, um take take note of because what we use now is these things called monitors and it's one step away from paper and it's really <laughs> quite archaic and shitty um it's it is come on you know like yeah, it would be really great to just lay in my bed and be comfortable <laughs> and go and do my day's work and be creative and fucking problem solve and make some interesting stuff and then you know get out of my bed go do, hit my rowing machine run around like walk my dog and go back in bed do some more work
2: <laughs> do some jiu-jitsu <laughs> some electrical signals up to your brain like the matrix then you don't have to do any any exercise well eventually just, like, get implant there. it
0: yeah, just well.
2: implanted. <laughs> what do you
0: think of that? Do you think that's going to happen? The Matrix, not the Matrix necessarily. I <laughs> you know, the mean, the Matrix I think is so interesting because it touches on so many of the it ideas does. that are right on the tip of everybody's fucking mind that they're like. It's like movie. So. It is, a, it's, it is a great, you know, it's so cool. I, uh, I, I was just at Comic-Con this weekend and I got every, t- yeah. every time I go there, I always say hi to my buddy, Jeff Darrow. And oh, I say my buddy, I meet him and I talk to him at Comic-Con. I'm not a <laughs> buddy. Okay. I'm just trying to to go a little far, but he's such a sweetheart. And, uh, do you know who that is? No, I don't. You'll he's have a, to explain he, it. he's a comic book artist. He's a really incredible illustrator and he, uh, the Wachowski sisters, now which once were yep. brothers, they had yep. hired um, Jeff to do the designs of the ships and all that stuff and on the world and everything. It's because he draws the way he draws is very detailed and like he, it's kind of like Kim Jong Gi, where he starts right here and he just goes crazy and his imagination goes wild. <laughs> and it's really great. You should check him out. But his work is really great. And so talking about Matrix. Um, he's just an OG badass that helped create what the what we now see as what the Matrix world is. It's like he, the Amazing. Nebuchadnezzar, and the just everything you know and then george george hall was a part and then him and george worked closely and and they uh and george interpreted you know a lot of that stuff and then also brought his own piece i, I can't speak completely because i wasn't there but that's from what i gathered from it which is really cool and jeff's been around for ages and he's just a, he's a badass and he's like you know done a lot of stuff for frank miller and does his own stuff called uh shall and cowboy which is a lot of fun too and you should check out his stuff though it's really great but back to yeah, the matrix so the the subject matter and the ideas of it um, 16 it's, years.
2: It's that's how old it is now. Yeah. 16 years. 99. You're,
0: so you were five years younger than me when you saw it. Did you see it in theater?
2: I did see it in the theaters. Oh, so it must've really blown up. I, little, had to get, baby I had to mind. get snuck in because <laughs> bizarre. But and, you, uh, yeah, you were young. Yeah. In, yeah. in Australian cinemas, but there was like, there wasn't security. Sure. You know, sure. it wasn't like a mission impossible operation. It was just, and then I remember, my brother, we weren't allowed to see when the second one came out, the, the only cinema that was showing it on a, like a proper screen because like I said, I came from Nowra and the, the midnight showings could only hold like 150 people in this tiny cinema. Mm-hmm. So you had to drive out to go to I love that. A, I love that. a proper cinema. Mm-hmm. And I remember the drive was like an hour and 15 long <sighs> and we were begging our parents to, to go see it. And my older brother, you know, he was the one who showed me the first one, he was was there at the time and I remember us going to sleep like just so, like maybe even nearly crying, I don't know, but they they said we weren't allowed to go see it on opening night. And I remember getting woken up at like, one fifteen in the morning and my brother saying like come on dude like we're, we're gonna go see it and he <sighs> snuck us out and like started driving us we were so tired we didn't even know what was going on and we we're like where are we going man and he's like we're going to see it and i remember freaking out so i actually i actually like that was like a better experience than christmas or any birthday wow. that, that trip to go see the matrix two. And I was young enough where I saw it and I was like, this is the best movie ever. Like, it's better <laughs> than the first one. So I've got a real strong connection with all of the movies. I liked all of them, love the soundtrack and all of them. I love the, the theme behind all of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that movie, I love the fact like that was part of why I wanted to do boxing, mm-hmm. you know, or any kind of martial arts. Like that movie was like, you can be a nerd, and a kick-ass martial arts person at the same time. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of where I got a lot of that motivation from. That's awesome. (laughs) No, I love it. You know, I think
0: we all have kind of pivotal moments in our life, and I think it's cool. I think Matrix is one of those things that really opened up, just like Star Wars did for a lot of people. Yes. I think think it – it did the same thing for it did yeah for Ooh. my generation and your generation too and stories like that from you i remember going to see my aunt my aunt took me to see bit of first matrix and this is my same aunt that introduced me to ghost in a shell she introduced me <laughs> to akira so everybody that likes the ghost in the shell tribute that we did you know you have her to thank because she is the one that introduced me to that stuff and also um, akira and everything which is a huge influence for me personally yep. um which are just grand. And things, but I think it's really important to have those those things, those 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 things in your life that just hit you like a sack of bricks and you're like, this is what I have to dedicate my life to. I yeah. have to be a part of this somehow, you know? And I think and Matrix was one of those really just pivotal moments for me. I was like, wait, what the hell just happened? And then, you know, rethinking about it and watching it and going through it again, you know, and really really thinking about it. Do you think that um has anything really held up for you and, and since then? Does, has anything hit you as strong as that? Like maybe like Jurassic Park or something? Jurassic Park is... is-
2: uh, so I kind of like movies didn't... Movies stopped hitting me after The Matrix and Lord of the Rings. Those two were the biggest for me. Like I watched the, the new Hobbit movies really kind of deep down thinking that they might have been able to strike fire twice. Yeah. And really, really got like I, I really maybe overhyped it in my mind. Sure. But I remember seeing it and thinking like, even if they like going in pretty uh, open-minded thinking, okay, like it's it's probably not going to be as good as the first one, but even if they just show some respect towards what they did in the first one yeah. and try yeah. and go down that path, I'd appreciate it. And maybe just, you know, kind of sucks because I can imagine a 12 year old kid watching those Hobbit movies and that possibly being what Lord of the Rings was to me, just because of the age, factor and just knowing things. But I remember leaving the cinema thinking like, God damn it. Like... Why did, like, why did they have to, f- like, make it? Like, there was a couple of moments in the first Lord of the Rings movie that were really humorous and you kind of got away with that tongue-in-cheek. Like, you know, why did they bother throwing that in there? Yeah. But they made it work, like, when Legolas takes down the Oliphant thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the new movie, it was, like, every five minutes there was another scene like that and it hit a point where I was just like, fuck, like, yeah. just yeah. stop doing Like, just make it a little bit more serious than this, even though it was a kid's novel it just didn't it was very serious though it was very serious
0: the novel itself i mean the hobbit i always thought when i watched the lord of the rings i really enjoyed it um and i thought it was a great adaptation um but i always wondered why not start with the Hobbit because the, for me, the Hobbit was always the intro for me to yeah, Tolkien's yeah. world and universe. Yeah. And, and the Hobbit story itself was just so pure and, and so simple structure yeah. wise, but so complex with its multiple details and how he kind of like weaves you through the detail and you just start to believe the characters and he really starts to pull mm-hmm. you in. and and I think that's the beauty of it. And I think Peter, you know, it's a, uh, the thing with the Hobbit too is uh, it, it's such a tough task, you know, to, live up to what they had done in the past. And there's so much work behind it. I, I recently am slowly going through the five hours or 10 hours or something of the behind the scenes and not to, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I think the behind the scenes is better than the film because I think the behind the scenes and watching them go through the struggles of actually making it is yeah. better than the final outcome. And, 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 I, and I don't want to take anything for away from anybody because I think people really cared and they put a lot of hard work into it. Yes. I just think that, like you said, there's a lot of moments like that and, Good thing Andrew's not here because Andrew... Uh, he's like the he is like the mega hobbit nerd but he's never read the books too so i, d- I discount everything what? he says so i'm just like you have nothing yeah he's part of a new generation that doesn't read the book but he right. watches a movie and then he associates with the movie more than the book which is like asinine to me but whatever we won't get into that but I I, I I don't want to discredit i want to be very clear about that because i know there's a lot of incredibly talented hardworking men and women that dedicated countless hours to making everything yeah. that they could to make this awesome it's just you know 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 it is what it is and that's just goes to show like making movies is like catching lightning in a bottle man it's like you have to have all the stars aligned yeah and even then it doesn't work you know
2: so yeah don't get me wrong though the artwork was just incredible like i was just as inspired from a creative point of view from the the hobbit as i was from the originals like the originals I I worked with people who were compositors on that and they would tell me stories of what it was like working on it and you're like looking up to the movie going like oh my god like the people who work like the art team, incredible the, the reason why it didn't clip for me oh my god yeah it's my beat yeah
0: we got we'll talk about I'm gonna write the note Sorry. here so no it's okay Let's
2: see. yeah the, the the artwork for me was really inspirational I went like I've got a statue of the Balrog from Lord of the Rings and mm. Smog because they just nailed it you know the, yeah. I think the reason why I walked out of the cinema not feeling the same was because Peter Jackson got a bit greedy <laughs> he had a little ring going yeah. on the little time. Yeah. yeah, let's make it three movies instead of two. If they just took out all the useless stuff that I'm sure they were forced to put in, yeah, to stretch it out, yeah, then it could have been a really nice compressed
0: storyline. Yeah, but, uh, there's. I, I need to revisit it to give it proper merit in my thoughts. You know, like there's. Um, it's it's hard for me to even give any proper opinions because I watched it in the theater once and i was like okay and then um that was the end of that you know yeah so,
2: never again yeah and i didn't it's, again,
0: again I, I really like you know like i've got a chance to meet you know um yep. richard taylor and he's just am- amazing And i don't want to bad mouth any because these guys are really incredible artisans but yep. you know it is what it is like it's just like making a film ain't easy you know like um yep even like say guys like david fincher for example doesn't always hit a home run i think no matter what he does he does put his heart and soul in and puts a hundred and ten percent effort into making great films but he just maybe the story you picked didn't work or the script yes. didn't work or one of the actors didn't work and it's like oh it's just it was great because but other than that then they missed that you know and that's one of the big scares for me because wanting to make movies and wanting to direct it's just it's just scary to think that you're putting so much work and effort into something that with all the best intention and it, it could just be a
2: turd, you know? Yeah. Scary. I think scary. our industry as, as a whole is really pushed quite hard towards realism and mm-hmm. made some, like, we're getting very close, you know, we're getting very, like there's been a few examples now where it's just been fully seamless, but not on like the, the subtle thing, like uh, not on the, sorry, the more in your face things like characters, But, you know, it's pretty cool because once upon a time, it was very difficult to make anything look, you know, not bad. Now, a lot of the stuff in movies gets totally missed, the the CGI elements. It's really The the really obvious stuff that gets noticed and all the other stuff like set extensions and things like that, that have really mastered them now.
0: We have, you know, that's one thing I would say that we bring up Fincher for as an example is he's a heavy vis using director heavy is he's he comes from ilm he's a very yeah. he has an incredible eye he has a lot of cgi in his movies but you don't even know it because yeah. that's yeah. the that is the best cgi is when you don't know it and i think like let's use um jurassic park as an example perfect scenario where we don't know what design dinosaurs really look like we have an idea from yep. the plastic toys we played with as a kid but the first time we see it actually breathing and stepping and moving it makes total sense but i guarantee you if it, there there was neanderthals walking around we'd be like oh that's bullshit fake you know, yes. you know because we yeah. know what humans look like we know Um, the simplest subtleties of what makes a human. I'm, I'm finding that right now as I'm trying to discover how to make, you know, the simple task of skin shaders, you know, you you ever get into that? You ever do that's like,
2: man, I want to punch things, man. Skin is very, very difficult because you need to, it's not one of those things that comes down to artistic decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I want the cheeks to be more red. Like in order for that cheek to be more red, you've got to understand how on that area of the body, the way skin refracts through its multiple layers and diffuses and how much light is getting bounced back in certain areas because of aging. And you realize, Oh, this is, this is way more technical (laughs) than it is artistic. Like I'd love to be able to just paint like a 2d version of the face and that's it. But when you've got a 3d shader that you have to construct, it's like different areas of the body, like from one centimeter to to the next have completely different properties. Yes. And in order to capture that, the guys who are doing the most realistic stuff—they're basically scientists. <laughs>
0: basically, yeah, <laughs> they the, are scientists. They are. Yeah,
2: it gets really, 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 really
0: scientific, and that's one of the things that's always turned me away from CGI stuff because yep. I always felt like it was so lifeless because of the extra, like the extra effort you would have to put into it. With that, was just so you know precise, but. Man, I, I tell you, though, man, I think really the, the next generation of, of, of power builders and power creators, like we look at, say, like um, directors like my friend Anthony or Neil Blomkamp, for example, you know, yep. is very uh, understands how to use 3D softwares and mm-hmm. could probably make a film kind of on his own almost. You know, yep. like of course, you need help to make a film.
2: But um, they know what everyone's doing on the on the film. You from need the, that. Yeah, you need it from up. the concept artist to the rigor to everything. I think that really helped you know so, yeah. so, so i've worked with
0: directors that have no clue and it's the source to work for them because you're like dude you don't even know what you're talking about and you're trying to talk up to me about something that you want me to do but you don't have an understanding of what it is that you yeah. you, don't, you don't even know so how could you tell that'll me that'll change
2: yeah. over time you know oh, yeah, like once, absolutely. The, once the next the generation come through there won't be any directors like that that mm-hmm. you know al- already the uh Steven Spielbergs and stuff, uh, kind of phased out. Like unfortunately. Yeah. Well, know, everybody's unfortunately a YouTube. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, but yeah. you know, they were, um, you know, they were always destined to either learn or just get phased out when when studios started making so much money on CGI. It's crazy. And, you, you know,
0: CGI I, sells more tickets than any actor, you know,
2: it's crazy. Yeah, I've always said, you know what, on some movies, like, uh, finding Nemo or something like why aren't the artists, second next to the voice actors
1: yeah yeah like
2: the character artists like okay like they are the movie yeah there's the voice and then there's the image on the screen like there's nothing else yet every single time artists just get pushed to the bottom and that's kind of one of the reasons why i wanted to get out and make a change like i actually i quit cgi for nearly a year like seven seven eight months Hmm. when i left Hmm. new zealand Cause I just got so sick and tired of artists not getting the, the credit they deserve. And Why is seeing, that do you uh, think? Cause I have a big problem with that too. Why do you think that is? I, I think it's just when you are in a company or working, like I'm talking artists who are working under people, you know, I think if you don't have skill sets in business or management, you are just instantly less equipped to deal with other people manipulating you. Yeah. Yeah. And you, it's just, it's not because you aren't a tough person or you're not willing to stand up for yourself. You just don't know how to stand up for yourself. And I experienced that all throughout my early career, just getting told what to do and not really knowing any other way of going about it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. also, I think the one thing I realized too from the times I've been manipulated and and having yep. not been, you know, becoming a man basically and like yes. evolving yeah. and developing my own my own abilities to communicate to people correctly, so I get yep. the right thing out of them. But the thing that I realized is um, just being aware of who I am. But the, most importantly, I think the problem is is when you connect. What you know when you when you create art and you create something of expression, it's very dear to you personally. It's a communication device and internally Mm -hmm. if you're really doing it right. I think you're basically speaking with your soul to other people and it's easy. You're in a very vault, like a very, um, you're very, you're in a very sensitive part of your soul and, and your in your, in your internal person. And it's so easy for somebody to, to go and, and manipulate that because you're, you're yep. so pure and open at that point. And passionate. It's so, you're passionate. Exactly. And I know so many artists, so many studios that have gone bankrupt because, you know, like, Oh, we'll do that for free because we want that, you know, we want to work on that a list project because it's going to help us get the next one. When in fact, <laughs> no, it's not, because you just went bankrupt and you lost everything because you bet on the wrong, the wrong thing. And you, you've sacrificed yourself too much, you know? And that's another reason why I started the podcast is I was getting really sick and tired of it. And I wasn't just going to change my icon to green on Facebook, you know, (laughs) like everybody else. Like, no, I'm taking action. This needs, we need to have a, a platform for us to talk about this stuff. That's really quite important for us to discuss, you know, which is, um, you know respecting yourself and respecting what you do and i 100%. think and i think that only makes the the craft better you know you, you have a valid point when you're when you have finding nemo why not put the character actors there because those character actors are are really putting their heart and soul into it you know and even yes. when you watch the behind the scenes and they go through and they talk to the animators and the animators they're they're saying yeah this like woody is this guy like he is that guy that is him And, um, you know, I don't know, it is what it is, you know? And if everybody's fighting for the top of the list and like, nobody's at the top, you know, and it's like, yeah, it is what it is. You know, it's like, it's unfortunate, but but, yeah. That
2: being said, we're still, we are still a community. So if we are all fighting for the same thing, we're not trying to, we're not trying to tread on each other's toes. We're trying to become more recognized Mm -hmm. as a whole. So like, why? okay, why is the, the runner, on the set who's you know being there for three weeks who's getting people's coffee trying to get his foot in the door of acting or something higher up on a list than a character artist from pixar who's been doing it for 15 years and like you said he knows that character yeah yeah
0: oh it's so funny man it was a big eye-opening experience for me when i was working at total recall for example and every every five minutes or so every five to ten minutes in that film my work appears. And it was so funny sitting there. They told me straight out. They're not going to put me in the credits. I was like, Oh, whatever. (laughs) And it was so funny. I was sitting there with my wife. We watched the movie and, um, and she was just calling, she was calling out every person that she's like, what the hell, you know, (laughs) because she was, she was baffled because she, she saw me struggle. She saw me late nights, hard work, putting in, Crazy hours just to get that job done, and it's like, hey, I was like, I'm working on a movie. I am thankful <laughs> that I have this job. I'm not gonna scounder it. I'm gonna do my best. But you know, at, at, after I was done with that, I realized, you know what, titles don't mean shit to me, and accolades yeah. and all that stuff, they don't mean shit to me. What matters to me is being around people I love, doing work that I love, and that's all that matters. And it was an eye-opening experience. I'm glad I had it early in my career because I realized, you know, like no matter where the fuck, like it's not even on IGB, it's not even recognized anywhere <laughs> except for my website. And people that know me know that I worked on it. But <laughs> after that, I was like, you know, what, this it is what it is. You know, it, it was a hard, a, 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 a rude awakening, basically. But it, it also, like I said, I think it, it uh, alerted me to the realities in which we live in, which is like the person that gets the coffee for somebody mm-hmm. um, is going to get the credit on the movie thing because they're part of some sort of union kiss ass like yeah. network yep. bullshit. And, and the person that is doing something else. And I don't want to get my ego involved in this because I don't want to sound like egomaniac, but it, it, it's, it's, it sucks, you know, it is what
2: well, it the is. Only, the, the only way in, in, in that respect that anything is going to change, isn't going to be with someone else like forming a union to stick up for you. Yeah. It's going to be with the artists themselves yes. sticking up for themselves. And that like, if, if, a, if a thousand artists at a studio all decide together that they're sick of it, then you see changes or you know, they, they're willing to fall on their sword and respect that, you know, like for them to stand their ground, they might be that first person to lose their job. But maybe the next studio that starts up will realize, hey, like we can't do that from the start. Yeah. And that's how every other industry developed, you know, every, every other industry that has unions and things like that, they fought for them. And yeah. There yeah, is we, an same thing with
0: unions, though. I have a, people might hate me for this, but I think sometimes unions breed, um, shitty work, to be completely honest. I think that people get complacent in that comfort zone and they don't and reinvent. Like, you know, I'm not trying to, um, people are going to get pissed right now. I'm just going to speak my mind, though. Like, when I watch, like, <laughs> these major films, you know, I notice that a lot of people are working on the same ones. And then what happens is all the franchises look the same. So, from the yeah. consumer perspective, I'm like, well, you know, like, They're not being um, there's not a lot of variety here. And I don't think that means that people should suffer or that we don't need to have unions. But I think what unions create is is this comfort net where people aren't challenging themselves and pushing. I think when you when you do art and you really are doing art properly, you're constantly frustrated and you're constantly pushing, you know, from my perspective, you should always be in the moment that you are, not you're not
2: doing it. You know, that's my opinion, it, though. So, you just need you need a skill set in which you're you're capable of defending your own opinion. That's true, and it's it's really it's at the core of the issue. That's all it is. When yeah. I started, and I'm I'm saying this because I was the type of person who couldn't stick up for myself at all. As if I if I was told to do something, yeah. or if I was told to stay back late, or if I was told I wasn't doing it quick enough, my reaction as a younger person was to to just say okay i'll fix it you know not even out of fear just everybody out of, yeah. yeah that's everyone As and when i too. stopped doing yeah. that in order for me to stop doing that i had to quit doing cgi like completely like i was completely over it yeah i was This that industry is not going to change because the people in it aren't willing to stick up for themselves and i worked with people who I, I noticed that and i i was like yeah there there's, there's always going to be I'm not talking about every single artist. Obviously, there are individuals who do do that. But the majority of CGI artists I saw weren't capable of defending themselves like that. And I would never have learned any of those skill sets unless I started doing the boxing or started doing something more physical Mm. and in your face. So you realize, you know, getting punched in the face isn't that bad. Like you can get over it (laughs) If if a boss slings some shit at you who cares? Like, it's not going to kill you. It's not the end of the world. Just yep. get over it then and there. Yep. Don't dwell on it for a day. Don't, you know, just, if you want an issue, or if, you, if you want to say something, say it straight back, you know, Absolutely. If, a, if a boss, if a boss comes at you and says something you don't like, tell him you don't like it. If you get fired, who cares? You got fired, but you can respect yourself. Yeah. And being that person who couldn't, do like who wouldn't respect myself because I would go home and think, why like like and I'd talk to other guys about how we hated our boss and we were like <laughs> we would talk about it, but we wouldn't go in the next day and do anything about it. And that's billions of
0: people on this planet have that same yeah. scenario. Billions, and you're absolutely right. The moment that you take responsibility for the act, your own actions and realize the repercussions aren't going to be as va- as grand as you think they are, um, mm-hmm. it's a liberating thing. And I think it's great that you found it through boxing. I found it through just you know self growth and, and development personally. And I found it also through jujitsu as well. Like jujitsu, you're constantly dying basically. Like your opponent's trying to kill you um, and <laughs> choke you out or break you or your arm or something but you know the 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 beauty of jiu is your breathing and the calmness mm-hmm. of your of your of your of your composure and just kind of flowing through it and i think you know weathering the storm basically and i think it's the same you would imagine for you i don't do boxing because i don't like getting punched in the face i can't stand it so i don't do that but i like jiu is 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 what the gentle art. i love jiu because it's got it gives me everything that i need the the, the workout and the, the discipline and the hardship and all that stuff but um and it's also great to do something that i just really is very very tough to do same with yes. that's why i'm starting to do um you know the cgi stuff cuz i'm like fuck this is so damn hard dude like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like honestly- are you telling me like like doing skin i was like and now i need to learn mari like what the fuck dude like <laughs> 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 no like another program to add to the list of things i need to yeah. discover and it's like fuck dude like it you never ends understand
2: you've yeah. got to love learning more than learning things, you yes. know, just the, just the idea of learning. But in terms of the boxing, I think what I've realized is now that I've been doing it for a few years is that if you are the type of person, if you're the type of artist who's not leaving your computer desk or doing anything physical, you're robbing yourself of kind of where you're from like human beings, like I'm talking fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 years ago, like we evolved this way because we had to fight to survive, fight for food, you know, fight other tribes, things like that, that's part of what made us intelligent. Like it, it, that challenge forced us to be better. And by sitting at a computer all day and not doing that and robbing yourself of your health, <laughs> yeah. your, your, your mind works in a completely different way. Absolutely. And I used to be able to work for 15 to 20 hours, but I would burn out. You know, I would just, I I would say I wouldn't burn out and then I'd burn out and I'd have to like swallow my tongue and be like, no, I'm like, I'm not tired at work while you're falling asleep (laughs) and literally falling asleep. And your boss comes and wakes you up and, you know, you're trying to defend the fact that you said you weren't going to burn out, but the fact is you do. And when I learned to be physical, I learned how much more energy I was capable of having day to day. And that was major, major breakthrough for me.
0: Being physical and being able to really open up your ability to do that, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, we've evolved as physical beings that walked Mm -hmm. on our feet, um, forging for food, consuming that food, living on a survival base. You know, the thing what happens is, you know, when you're sitting in a cubicle or working at a desk, um, uh, you're you have falsified fears that are happening that are throwing yes. endorphins and all kinds of shit in your body. And it's telling you, Hey, you, you know, fuck like this is stressful. Mm-hmm. Eat a bunch of food. No, don't eat healthy food. Eat this shit food because we need all that sugar and like that bullshit because like that's, what's going to feed our brain, you know, and then you have <laughs> these clashes and, this, and then you get super fat and you get all bloated and your skin sucks and you're all white and pale. And I mean, there's, it, it's, it's a common trait and and it's so weird that people continue. It's like, it's like I'm watching, um, it's like I'm watching a mile long trail of people like drones basically lined up and there's a big cliff and they're just slowly just walking off the cliff. And and I think what it is important is is conversations (laughs) like this that we're having, you know, like we're, we're slowly coming into the next stage of our lives. Myself, I'm already kind of getting there. I'm setting myself up for when I hit 40. That's my goal. I'm setting up all these Plans and, 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 and processes that are happening because I want to have these accomplishments by the time I hit 40. When I hit 40, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plan for 45. When I hit 45, I'm going plan for 50. And I'm planning these increments of my life and really, really enjoying the story that I'm creating and trying to manifest. But it's really important to have these conversations for people you know, to have conversations with like our younger selves and say, okay, yes. hey, it's yep. okay to work hard because you're going to need to and you need to get used yep. to that. But yep. you need to
2: take care of yourself. You have 100%. to you have to if, if you are a young artist and you're listening to this and you think i'm trying to say don't work hard don't do long crazy hours i'm not saying that at all you yeah, know it's just me it's a hundred percent a part of it you've got to be that slave but just don't lose yourself you know yeah. realize realize what's actually happening rather than telling yourself just do what the boss says tell yourself that you have to do it for this reason you know, have some rationale behind accepting other people directing you. Don't just blindly do it. You know, if, if you've... I've found that my relationships with bosses have always been the best, even when I've been negative, but at least I've been honest. Yeah. Because there's not that air, you know, there's not that thickness to the air anymore. And as I as I.
0: Respect you. If they're they're real good bosses, they respect respect you you
2: more. Yes. They respect you more, definitely. I've still had bosses who showed so little respect, you know, you want to punch them in the face. Sure. But. And those people that's need to just, go like, yes. you know, jump off a cliff too or something And yeah. they, or they need to chill out and go do jujitsu or get
0: punched in the face or something and, and yeah. recheck their well, ego, so, you know, nah. so, and they eventually will. And I feel sorry for those people the most sometimes because, um, the, the people I feel sorry for the most in this world are the unaware, you know, and that's the saddest because you're just a sheep and you're not aware of what <laughs> you're doing. And we mm-hmm. all are, I myself, I do stuff that I'm not aware. You know, yeah. one thing I wish I could quantify how much energy I use every day or what waste I'm using and, and like really see see the data, it might be depressing to some people, but I love seeing the data. Like one of the things I have is I have a list of all the weeks in my life basically if i was able to live to the to the quota of american males in america as of, as of this day i think it's like 76 or something that's about the age when i'm gonna deal yeah, over age. um and this is this came from Vitaly too you know and like and him and i are into that because we, i like the data i like seeing it and i like to be <laughs> the total
2: opposite yeah i, I think it's,
0: I, I mean you you know the one thing i will say and i share this when i go like do my talks and i talk to people and it's like um, being aware of the amount of time you have so don't fuck off and waste it and be doing stupid shit but at the same time you need to have those fuck off wasted two pieces shit times but what i would say is in your one week of time in your life out of all the weeks you could possibly become a parent or you could possibly find the love of your life or you could possibly go see the matrix you know or one of those things that could just change everything and it's just one section of a week that's a very small fragmented time uh section of time when you look at the grand scheme so it's it's it's, but i I think what i'm trying to get at is when i look at that i don't look at it like oh god i look at it like okay how can i create that matrix again like how can i create that
2: glass full uh
0: you You have to you have to man glass half empty sorry i mean no I, i look at well i mean I look at the glass is it half full when you're 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 looking at it positively I think it's half full right cuz you're like you know the glass is full you know like yeah I, okay. i'm, I'm yes, thankful right, of the right. life you know and i Go think you, you, you have to though you have to because if you don't and i will be completely honest i have my moments i have my days where i'm pissed mm-hmm. and i'm like fuck this life you know fuck this world you know <laughs> but you have to because there's so much shit you know it's like donald trump might be president of america i mean come on <laughs> oh, like you, you know, <laughs> uh, we don't even get me started is with that, that. actually it, gonna happen i think it is uh, be- you know you know, you know why you know why it is because all these motherfuckers are that's all they're doing they're talking about him and they need to stop talking about him because you have to treat <sighs> idiots like that. You have to treat them like you do a kid. You just ignore a bad kid. It's, you just ignore him. That's it. You, that's what you do. And then they you yeah. take all that power away. But everybody is feeding that guy, dude. And he's just sitting back laughing. He's taking it but, all <sighs> the way. He's going to ruin America. He's taking it all the way to the fucking bank, man. And it's like, it's so sad, you know? And, and, I, and as, I'm sitting here America. like on a train and I'm like, dude, this train's going 100 miles an hour. I see we're going to hit... We're going to hit a wall here and I'm on, I can't get off the train. I can't jump with my family off this train. I'm on the fucking train, you know? So it's like, And I can't complain because I'm not able to take action on it other than make one vote, which doesn't really fucking matter. It's all a joke anyways. And it's all rigged, but see half empty, but I think it's really important for generally in life. You have to look at it half full. You just have to,
2: you have uh, to. This is one instance where I really can't, you know, there's a reason why I don't want to live in America (laughs) <laughs> and i can't think of any I love other america, reason though.
0: i love america i do i do i love this country so I, like i said it's i was sad. born in florida
2: i was born in florida i left when i was five okay so i don't really have a connection with it
0: what, what but, made you guys move out to australia
2: uh, my dad my, like my dad and my mom are both australian fully okay. australian but my dad was a professional tennis player and he traveled all around the world and ended up setting up uh, as he was kind of ending his tennis career set up a, a tennis club in Florida hmm. you know that's where he knew so we I grew up there and I, re, I remember bits and pieces but you know I don't really have a very long-term memory as is so I don't really have a strong connection to America but I've I've always been uh, like aware that I am like somewhere deep down I am American and I feel like I read a bit too much about what's going on over there for someone who's <laughs> do only it. visited once yeah but then I see things like that and nah, I think don't like, listen to Facebook because, and yes like it's a waste of Trump- energy yeah, Me? is Trump the most out there presidential candidate ever? <laughs> yeah. Yes, like it's the type of president you see in like a, a Escape from LA movie, you know, yeah. where it's like no, fictional It's man. like Trump's, it's Trump's president, and you see it on the TV, and you're like laughing at it, yeah. and now it's that's like becoming a reality. No, and I'm that's like, why. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's better. No, like, no, no. you know, like I can. There's a lot of racism here you. in
0: this country too. You know, like r- slavery wasn't, you know, racism heavily was very close. It's still the remnants are still here. Isn't you it, know, is it? Fuck yeah, That's dude! New, in the middle of this country, Australia's, it's disgusting, man. Like, it's, really? I mean, well, it's uh,
2: everywhere. It runs rampant everywhere. Like, Australia's it's, very. Um, very good in that respect that's i don't cool. see racism cool. anymore there's nothing against gay people or homophobia like it's wow. actually it's obviously like tiny pockets yeah. but nowadays i feel like if you're in high school and you were that guy who was calling uh, a kid a retard or calling someone gay you're the one who's going to get you know smacked in the face by <laughs> another kid eventually <laughs> wow like that's awesome flipped. yeah that's, that's interesting kind of the vibe that's you start to get here because parents uh you know, from our, from my generation, like I'm talking, 25, 26 year old parents are uh, just so heavily against it. Yeah, it's very over in Australia. It's very uh, bad to discriminate. If you're, if you're that person, you're the asshole. You're That's the really person cool. nobody likes.
0: That's awesome. No one,
2: no one cares about it. Everyone like the fact that we didn't have uh, gay marriage rights was. Just a joke here. Like, it's just everywhere on social media. Like, it's just the government's a laughing stock because this isn't in. But,
0: um, <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's like, dude, people, you know, people love, you love is the universal thing, man. Like, yeah, you, I don't yeah get why. It, it's, it's, a, it takes a huge courageous person to say, you know what? Everybody is marrying women, but I just don't like women. I'm going to marry a dude. It's mm. like, you gotta, you Dutch. gotta put your throat, you gotta throw your hands up and go, you know what? You're one of the most courageous fucking people on this planet. Cause you're going against the grain biologically,
2: you but know, they're like, going, <laughs> just, you're just, you're just born that way. Yes, so exactly. you're not going and against any. Yeah, it's, it's just like you, dude, you're it's being just yourself. How I am. It is Go exactly. look at nature. It Jared. happens in nature. No one. <sighs> they don't. Like, all the other animals don't get together and start stabbing to death <sighs> the <laughs> monkey who's deciding to have sex with another male. Like that's just human nature they just humans are assholes yeah that's the only reason why you could be homophobic or racist Joe Rogan just says it perfectly he like, says
0: if you are homophobic you're secretly um, wondering if dicks taste delicious or something something like that it's like it's totally perfect it is so true you know anytime I've met a homophobic person I'm like damn you must be craving dick or something for real like and you don't want to admit it you know or see, that's you,
2: just so, it's so weird it is because weird because in fucking Australia early, dude. you don't meet people who are heavily against that type yeah. of thing because it's you're a stock. <laughs> that's like so someone, awesome. you, don't, you don't you're not talking to people like socializing at a party and one dude goes oh i fucking hate gay people <laughs> don't, i don't get that though that's, getting, yeah, I don't, that, that doesn't happen here in, in california like that's awesome
0: like, <laughs> that's so cool you guys do that we california is very forward thinking i think as and i think it's weird when you look at the country i think places that are close to water i don't know what it is you know it's like this conducive of, of you know there's trade that's happening there's a lot of countries coming there's a lot of you you have to change and adapt and react to other people yep. and you, you you just can't throw your blinders up you know and i think a lot of people they just throw their blinders up and they go this is how life needs to be you mm-hmm. know um i got my i'm stuck just, in my ways and it's so sad man it's so sad I because don't... you're turning your way you're turning your cheek to to possible amazing
2: things you know and it's uh, the potential I, that's lost. I, is I don't get so why people just can't have that simple philosophy of just do whatever you want, yeah. unless it hurts someone else. Well, that's a variety of life, you know. That's, like not everybody's gonna do Just do whatever you, you want, and, yeah. and if it doesn't hurt anyone else, good on it. Like good on you. Like for go for it. <laughs> have fun. Like that's your life. You do whatever you want. Yeah. But the fact is. We do live with other people and we do have to interact with other people. So there has to be some, like this to me just seems like shit that should have been solved 5,000 years ago. Yeah. but It's like humans aren't capable of it. Like (laughs) get over yourself. (laughs) Stop giving a shit about what other people are doing. Yes. Unless it's hurting you. Yeah. Just stop caring. Like, or care in a good way. Like join them, do it like with them. But if it's not your thing, it's not your vibe, just leave them alone. And it's... Like it's uh, such a simple concept to me. Like that to me is just the basis of life. Like people say we don't have an answer for life. Well, we, we kind of do. You just get to do whatever you want. Yes, as long just as don't, don't I any it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I that have the is same the thing. meaning of life for you. It's going to be completely different. Yes. for me the meaning of life might be boxing and you know going to parties. I'm not not it isn't, but it just could be, and that's that. There doesn't have to be some. All powerful being, you know, dictating what we do. It's just we're a blip of energy in a massive time frame. We just get one little in a multiverse. A yeah. Possibly in a multiverse, possibly in a simulation. We're just a little tiny <laughs> speck of energy that just leaps in and out of existence. Yeah. And that's that. Just appreciate it while you're here. Absolutely. Like, I see things on news feeds and I'm like, oh, no. What?
0: Don't look at that's those, what? dude. Yeah.
2: No, Why like is there a, a child being bashed in Ghana no, no, for potentially no. being a witch?
0: No, you know? And you're no. like,
2: what is wrong with people? Like, surely we're intelligent enough. It's 2016. Yeah. Get over yourself. Like, surely the baseline for intelligence should have been able to solve this stuff. Yeah. But it's like people can't do it. Well, people suffering can't. creates
0: suffering. Fear creates fear, you know, and it's like an ever evolving thing. It's easy for us to say because we were fucking privileged and we're quite but, lucky and very fortunate to have our lives. Yeah. But man, it's it's. I have no idea what it's like to be a child starving yeah. in Ethiopia, in Syria, or, or Syria. But it's like you know? growing up? There. Fuck
2: you know. Like I but have. On no the idea. other end, that's just looking at it a little bit negatively. There's a lot of good stuff happening bad. in the world. Hundred percent. There is there. I would there's a lot would, of good stuff happening. I would have to say,
0: personally, from my perspective, there's way more good. Yeah. That's going on every day because if there was all bad, we wouldn't. Literally, the population would be perished, and fucking yeah, in a couple yeah. months, we would be done. You know, sure. um. There's there's People are finding the loves of their lives, which is one of the most significant things you could ever have in your entire life, is finding the love of your life. People are bringing life into this earth and this planet and having mm-hmm. a purpose. People are finding their purpose every day, every second, The time by the time we're done with this podcast, there's got to be so many people falling in love or having sex for the first time or something amazing, like they're trying some kind of drug or something that really you know, expands their mind or something amazing mm-hmm. you know, or, or learning something about the, the universe that they've never known or coming upon something. Quite interesting, you know. Like, there's that's happening at a, at a very large rate, and I am a, f- a huge believer that that's definitely um a plausible reality. I think uh, personally, there's a lot more good that's going on. I think the thing is, is like that's what people are feeding on now is quite disgusting. They're they're eating rotten fruit, and rotten fruit is news that's coming down from fucking mm-hmm. people that are just they're peddling shit and they're dumbbells basically. And, yeah. and it's just it's just it's just gross. You know, they're just. And then what's happening is there's a lot of like Facebook, you know, pop you know people that are posting like i believe in this and i believe that it's like mm-hmm. shut the fuck up you know like this is not the place to show what you care about about that yeah. kind of stuff because nobody wants to know about that like on that pa- platform i think you should have like a platform like maybe a podcast is good to have because i think it's more dynamic because when you post something it's so shit you know it's like look at this and then blah blah and it's like dude you're not doing anything good mm-hmm. you're not and if you're not doing anything good then what are you doing you know yeah I don't know it's just I have a lot of opinions I think there's no right or wrong answer on that stuff too but it sickens me and makes me quite sad and then I just kind of go you know what I'm gonna look at some cool shit and I go and learn some yeah, CGI stuff. And like, yeah, yeah just or find about. cool positive people and surround yourself with the cool positive people I mean I have this talk with uh, Miche all the time you know before we started really hanging out getting really close he would always talk about the news or something and I'm like dude turn that fucking shit off dude like for real like <laughs> stop like you're, you're basically watching the Kardashians like Yes, you're just taking dumb pills dude like stop it like it's <laughs> just you're inundating yourself with falsified opinions from fucking some jackass that you don't even connect with you know like you're not there you're not experiencing it, you don't know what it is it's just,
2: That is just it's all falsified dude section of society that is just going towards that idiocracy it is and wally sad. like society it's so and tr- it's true i i hope That in my lifetime, I don't see that become the majority because there are a lot of people who genuinely are very switched on. And now, like over the last five years, all right, so when global warming news articles used to hit web pages like Facebook or uh, online five years ago, it was just a debate, You know, it was like, is this happening or isn't it? And this is only five years ago because uh, it was new for news articles to be so heavily reporting on it. And it was just a massive clusterfuck of is this true or is it not? And then very quickly (laughs) I've noticed – okay, yeah, you've got the Trump situation and, you know, bad things like that happening where you're like everyone's an idiot. But then on the other uh, end, I'm seeing heaps of articles about people uh, turning vegan or recycling or getting like in putting their word, like their influence into sustainable energy and living. And you think like that's motivating for me, like I'm yeah. not a vegan, but – I'm now, as I'm getting old, I'm like, you know what? Like I could probably swap to being vegan just because I was it's never worried so to do that, man. Yeah. But I'm willing to, That's I'm cool. willing to do that. That's awesome. And it's, it's part of that motivation to do that is because yes. I'm actually seeing other people have got the willpower to do that so yes. why can't
0: i it makes it easier the entry point makes yes. it
2: easier because you're like you know look at all
0: these other people the, yep. the the trade-off that i found with that thing is i have a lot of friends that are vegan or vegetarians mm-hmm. or um what i've done is i have tried to be really cautious with the meat that i eat and when i eat it what i've tried to do is cut out meat from my diet at least two to three days so out of my week go slow yeah, it's See, a slow I'm, process but i like I, I the thing is like i can i i've grown up eating meat um, Eat I actually, It's so awesome. really it, you can't replace it. And, um, a good steak or a good, like, you know, like, um, like the other day I was eating something that was like this pulled pork. Um, amazing. Just, just, it, you know, it's, I feel, <laughs> I feel so bad, you know, p- p- talking like porno talk about, you know, a, the death of an animal, but the way my body is evolved is it's it neat. It like it thrives on all this stuff, you know? And, 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 and I'm not going to, shun it I'm not going to turn it away but I will be completely open and 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 when I seek out the food that I eat um, mm-hmm. I try to cut out the meat at least 2 to 3 times a week which is huge if if we all turned if down, we all did that, yeah. Oh my god it would be a huge like global warming that would help there's so many things yeah. you know like yeah. uh, livestock animal um, consumption is a big problem with the the global warming first and foremost the deforestation there's mm-hmm. so many fucking problems that come from us consuming animals at the rate that we consume them at mm-hmm. um, But if we didn't, like, I like to eat, um, there, there's a couple of restaurants where I live that are farm to table and I love them. And I talk to the owners and I say, I love you. Thank you so much because I'm a lazy ass. I work all the time doing something (laughs) else. And I love that you're, you're taking care of this so that I can come in here. I can eat your food. I can pay a premium price for it. And I'm thankful to pay for it because you're making the conscious effort. You're not a subway. You're not a fucking McDonald's. You have a consciousness. You're not some fucking gross conglomerate piece of shit um entity that's destroying the earth and just fucking raping it you know like you're sitting here and thinking consciously about how to yeah. m- make this sustainable and it's rad mm-hmm. and it's it's cool and you have to endorse that you have to support people that are doing that kind of stuff you know i, I think so I,
2: I i just kind of hope that people uh, you know as we improve as a so- as a society are just a little bit more capable of adapting to like quick changes yeah. Because a lot of the times that's the issue. Things uh people try and push things overnight and then they just get rejected no. and then fade, they fade into history, like, oh we tried that. It's the New Year's resolution issue. Work.
0: You know, everybody yeah. has the New Year's resolution like I'm going yeah. vegan or I'm gonna lose thirty pounds like no yeah. you, you can't but do if it. We like could that. Just, you just slowly
2: like, get into it. You have yeah, to little have, things. Yes. Go buy things. eggs that are not caged eggs, you mm. know, with the, the hen, little things like that. Don't yep. use plastic bags. Bring a paper bag That's to the store. I do. I do all those little, things. <laughs> uh, no. But little things like that, like yes. it doesn't take much, like for us to be sustainable, no. like we luckily we do have massive industries that are capable of recycling and renewing energy. But if we just made it like 30 40% easier for those companies, it wouldn't be, we wouldn't, we'd stop going backwards and we'd start, reversing it yes like reversing that negative effect we had it's not like we need to you know be reborn and you know approach life completely different it's just a few little things and I'm still in the process of trying to transition like every so often like I'll buy a plastic bag and my friend will be like you idiot like and I (laughs) and I start now like as a kid that was that wasn't an issue yeah but now it's like it's slowly starting to sink in like stop doing that yes like not helping anyone
0: by yes. using
2: something as simple as that. It's and a legitimate so I problem. That's a little th- I mean, that, that's thought, the thought process like that can even affect you as an artist. Yes. Just oh, being yeah. able to adapt to, like, any changes. You have to. You cannot
0: be stuck in your ways and get sedentary. Mm-hmm. You just cannot, and you have to yep. evolve. You have to acknowledge it's that. very and hard. You know. And I think the thing about survival yeah. is it's a very selfish thing, and I think the problem with survival like that is – the reason why it doesn't work across the board is because um, it comes from different angles. And I think people have to just holistically understand that, you know, the earth it doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I, when I was in New Zealand, I met this really awesome guy and he was a Maori. Maori, I think I'm hopefully Maori? I'm saying it. Maori. Yeah. He was telling me how to pronounce it and that's how he said it. So I'm like, okay, I don't <laughs> well, want to sound like a jackass, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, uh, he was just so rad and he was telling me about his culture and it was just, it was really beautiful. And the way he was saying like, you know, and his culture, it's, you do not own the land and you are, um, a guest basically. Yeah. And you possess nothing but your own self and you should take care of that and you should take care of your tribe and the people around you. And, um, it's just like somewhere around the, along the road, you know, people are like, well, this belongs to me and this person belongs to me and this, these things belong to me. And, and I get that it makes sense. Um, that's what I was raised in. But when I look at when he's talking about how pure that sounds so pure, man, and it sounds, I mean, I'm getting into some really hippie commune shit, but I think it's, the, it's possible. We don't need
2: to be hippies. No, I, get, I get exactly yeah. what you're saying. You know, yeah. like these people are at their purest form. Everything they do is self-sustainable, and that's not realistic when you live in a more advanced society where you've got like needs that you can't provide for yourself. But the fact is, like, just simple changes, like just even thinking, like, yes, you own this section of land, but you don't own. you can't do whatever you want to it you know like try and respect that side of it it's just a simple mindset change it's not even anything physical
0: yeah, doing it's a consciousness that. shift, I think, really yes. at, at the yeah. core. And I think it's just being aware some, you know, a lot of it too, is there's an older generation that just needs to die off to be completely honest. I'm not trying to be yeah. a dick, but a lot of people yep. here on earth, they just don't need to be here anymore mm-hmm. and they need to get the fuck out of here and like, you <laughs> know, make way for people that actually have a brain between their ears that actually are thinking about, you know, the plausible realities of what's about to happen and also think about the future generations that are going to precede us and also not just fuck it up for them, you know, and just ruining it for them. So I mean, uh, I'm saying this. I'm in a country that's in turmoil right now. There's a lot of racism, a lot of bullshit that's happening. And there's a lot of weird stuff. The president might be some fucking cartoon character. I have no clue. And I, but to be completely honest, I ignore all news. I ignore politics. I wouldn't have voted if my wife didn't force me to. My wife is like, you need to vote. You can't even talk about this stuff unless you vote. And she's absolutely right um but i i don't follow it i just can't and it's sad it saddens me too much i'd rather spend my time like a like an ostrich in a fucking hole basically
2: and just go focus on cgi and let the world burn around me i guess i don't know what the fuck you know so <laughs> well, who are you voting for you're voting for like you said a megalomaniac cartoon character or a manipulative manipulative liar like, yeah they're all that's the American same though. politics it's all yeah. shit yeah you know it's it's is true. trump more shit <laughs> Yeah. absolutely you know yeah. because he's not afraid to discriminate in live on tv to 50 million people yeah he's, he's, he's trying to unravel the fabric of what both, this country is not, about yeah it's really yeah, weird man not good options you know the Bad. only the only way i can see trump getting in having a positive influence long term is that people revolt you know yeah. forces yeah. like people people with, arise, a, yeah. with yeah with obama's image he has a you know very like father figure like image. Like you it's you might not agree with everything he says, but he says it in a way that's respectful. You don't sure. have that mentality like you're a bully a and I want being. to smash your teeth in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas with Trump, you're sitting there like you want to punch the screen sometimes yeah. because of what he's saying. There's like a lot of presidents in the past that were idiots. So, mm-hmm. too, you know, so it's like, I don't know. But uh, that's that's my opinion. Right? No, so t- it's like, totally. you know, you got two bad choices. I voted like for Trump.
0: Some- OK, I'm just the truth out there. I'm just joking. I didn't. <laughs> would be so fucked up. I did vote for, for the Australian
2: one. system, but they just have the ability. So we can we vote in uh, not who we want as. uh A prime minister but who the party chooses Hmm, that's cool so we choose the party and then the party chooses the prime minister Hmm. and they have they ultimately have the power to throw him out with a something i don't understand the the full political system but over here it's like every six months a prime minister is just getting like thrown out by their own party. And they have to do these like quick, you know, someone takes their place and then we do a proper election to find out who the actual prime minister is. And it just happens so many times here. Mm. and that's kind of scary too too mean, rapid you know? too
0: rapid to pay yeah, attention exactly. See so if, if anybody, anybody's even able to make a cha- change the one thing i will say is that you know that as much as people freak out about the presidency you know who's really running that it's congress man congress is yep. fucking and there's so many fucking laws being made and all that stuff don't give me a start i don't even listen i just run yeah. by
2: people lobbying no it's just,
0: know, just big corporations money. man and yeah. people in america think that you have a choice and that you have a, a voice and and this mm. an is about a country no it is it isn't, dude. It isn't at all.
2: <laughs> no, Everything's controlled, man. It's, got a $4 it's a trillion dollars willing to. It's a corporation, you know,
0: man. It's a. It's yeah. It's a. It's a, it's, a yeah. it's a land owned by corporations with a bunch of <laughs> minions. That's what it is, you know. Unfortunately, I. It's. I, I'm. This is glass half empty right now, but at the same time, yep. glass half full. Man, I got a lot of freedom here. I could do a lot of cool stuff. I could kill it. I could be, I could be a fucking millionaire easily if I yep. wanted to. Um, this opportunity is galore. It's just a matter of how much I want to do it, you know, how much I want yep. to work for it. But, you know, that's, that's the half full portion of this you know and i think it's very important to have both of them you can't have you know one or the other and like you said even um the optimistic side of you know if trump gets in um to be president or whatever the 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 amount of of rage and power people are going to push for it could be fucking amazing you know it could be really it great, really you know? could so that could be, could be a good great. Thing. Because I was
2: sometimes you need a revolution. You to do You have to have it. For anything it's, to happen.
0: Well, it's like, you like, know, a disease comes in, your body reacts and it, and, and it creates an antivirus and all that kind of stuff. Yep. It's, it's a part of nature. It's just, it's, it's a repeating pattern in nature too. And it's a part of, you know, politics part of I, know, all that stuff. So
2: I posted to my Facebook wall the other day, like a quote from one of my favorite movies, you know, the, the day the earth stood still matrix and at, whoa. Yeah. And at the, uh, at the end, you know, this, okay. So the movie about an alien that comes to earth and basically he's part of a, you know, a civilization of alien planets who've all come together. They've let each other do whatever they want, as long as it doesn't harm life in, in general. And he comes to earth to tell, you know, all of us that what we're doing, the, the path we're heading down, they can't tolerate that because we're too violent. We're too capable of, you know, attacking other places. So if they're like, they're thinking long term, if in a million, two million years, humanity is spread into other areas of the galaxy, that like we're going to be out of control. Yeah. So they're coming to say, basically, you need to change. And the scientist is like, well, he's basically coming to destroy the Earth because we've gone too far. And that you know some of the people are trying to plead with them, and he he's having this argument, and he's like, "How did you guys like? What happened to you?" And he's like, "Our son was dying, and we had to evolve in order to, in order to survive." And he's mm. like, "Well, that's kind of like us, like human beings. We only change when it's like at the precipice, when it's like at the very last." moment that's when we'll change change does like happen though but yeah it is it
0: is when the when
2: the when the when it's when, it's, when it cracks yeah. you know it's like that your homework's due tomorrow night like mentality <laughs> yes it's and true
0: procrastination's a fucking yeah. motherfucker
2: yeah it's like it's not until the summer gets too hot that we'll start doing anything about it it's not until some city gets flooded because of like uh increased water uh, that someone's going to do something about it yeah no it's like, true
0: and I think it's important to go through life with creating those scenarios so that you grow, not under fear, but through growth, you know, from yeah, the pure perspective, growth, yeah. you have to and like, let's go back and talk about kind of like, you know, using the tools and stuff that you use. I know you're a big proponent of V-Ray and like, mm-hmm. you know, you've been around for 13 years or so you've seen companies come and go. You're seeing like the, the rise, I imagine, I'm just guessing here the rise of the GPU render, you know, army basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's your thoughts on it? we've had a little bit of dialogue back and forth via facebook messenger but your thoughts on you know like what tools you're using do you still stand by like it's all about your eye or do you think that some tools have an edge
2: at this point 95 to i mean just putting a number on it here you know 95 percent of it is just having an eye i can load up a new render engine like when f storm came out
0: yeah that's the new one right is that the like that's the, the new, new one what's cool about was, that what's that all about
2: so one of the developers who worked on Octane's real-time engine left for, for whatever reason. Maybe you didn't like working there. Who knows? Maybe you just moved. But the, he was a very talented coder, and he's gone and created F-Storm. So I don't know how much of it is uh, legally been copied from Octane or like just the general theory <laughs> or the, the laws behind that, but it's very similar to Octane. But he's just doing things a little bit more. He's got that fresh indie vibe where he's willing to make quick changes and adaptations where a company like Octane is stuck in their ways kind of. They're they're putting their development funding into different things like VR. They've stopped working on little things like adding options to shaders. Yeah, Whereas damn! I mean, you seen, better, better do that, yeah, guys. If you're listening, this fix that shit. <laughs> you know but they don't fix it though. Octane doesn't. have... That Octane's very bad. D ray is. is very good. Chaos Group is very good yeah. at implementing quick overnight changes. Yeah, V-Ray's as in, great. I'm talking like if you were on the nightly's builds of like the beta of V-Ray, hmm. and you were asked for a change, Vlado, the guy who started the company, will like personally code it in, package it up. And redistribute it that wow. night. Love you, and dude. And you think and you think <laughs> to yourself awesome. like, dude, like this guy must be like he's sold like a million copies of V Ray yeah. at like a thousand five hundred dollars each. <laughs> like this dude is <laughs> a awesome. multi-millionaire. And he drives around like Vlado drives around in like a five thousand dollar or three thousand dollar car or whatever it was. <laughs> and he's he's got that uh um the Mark Zuckerberg mentality where, you know he just rocks up every day he's doing customer support and making changes mm-hmm. and Octane doesn't really have that and no, so F-Storm has come in and is doing the things the Octane way but like in 2016 it's new what, mm-hmm. is, what are people asking for right now they want implemented mm-hmm. but like I said it's all is it GPU stuff? A, is that GPU, GPU and okay. CPU so how much it is, is it? Just, how much is F-Storm? Uh, it's free it's, oh. it's enough so it's in alpha. It's just very early testing. So there are a lot of features that aren't available. Sure. But you would find that working in F Storm is fairly identical to working in Octane.
0: Okay. Cool. As I'll in check the it out.
2: Structure, yeah. for materials, and things. But it's free. That's cool. So rather than paying three hundred bucks US for Octane, why don't people jump on F Storm and try it? Yeah. But like I was saying, ninety-five percent of that is just having an eye. Yes. I can load up F Storm. Have never used it before. But because I've used V-Ray and Octane and uh, other engines like Maxwell, it's just all identical. I yeah. can do whatever I want in F-Storm that I could in Octane without learning anything in the interface. Hmm. So it mostly comes down to just knowing kind of how things are structured. Picking your the technical I guess. Huh? Yeah, not knowing the technical aspect of it. I would have gone to V-Ray
0: for sure, but the only problem I have is, um, i well, first and foremost, I've invested a lot of money. <laughs> My wife would kill me if I did went back. Oh, it's CPUs now. Uh, no, I can't do that. I'm, I'm already invested in the GPU rendering for the next five or so years i guess with this rate that i have <laughs> and so you should be so you should. yeah be. and i think i will be completely fine as long as i'm learning and really paying attention and re- learning at the re- rate that i want to with like was it pmt and uh, the game engine shader stuff too there's all that kind of interesting stuff that i've been getting into it's quite interesting <laughs> the stuff that um i'm i'm i couldn't i can express to you how new i am at all this stuff it's completely yeah. new to me um, I mean, I've 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 been watching from afar ZBrush grow and develop. I watched a when lot of that you, stuff. When did you
2: When did you decide to swap to 3D?
0: Uh, to really take it seriously.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like to- Probably
0: when we started learn Squared. That's when I started like because uh-huh. I was working on a film with um why well I think we just stopped working on it together but with Mache and I was watching Mache just kind of slay it and I'm like dude mm-hmm. e- en- enough of this shit you know because I would see Vitaly and I'm like yeah. oh I really yeah. need to get a 3D but then I would go. Well, I really suck and he is awesome and I don't think I could produce that and I get really sad and depressed and I give up and I go back to 2D because yeah. it's comfortable, you know? And, <laughs> and, and I Vitaly don't know where to start. The Vitali <laughs> effect. Basically, like it gets you super excited and burns you out quickly and says, you know yep. what? You have a lot to learn, you know? Go spend 15 years learning how to do it, bitch. Yes, exactly. You're going to do it. You're going to get so crazy. You're going to custom keyba- keyboard like commands on your he keyboard. He things that.
2: to that level yes. where he knows nobody can say that, like, I can do that.
1: Yeah, he does. He
2: closes it it out. (laughs) He slams it. Every time I finished it, like, in the old days, right, like, I used to... I was so heavily inspired by him, I wanted to overtake him. And he was using... Oh, uh, going back he was using uh, Softimage XSI yeah, to do his yeah. hard surface modeling still is he's going back a long time yeah and he still is using Softimage yeah i was using max and some guys were using maya mm. but there wasn't a lot of guys back then who were really 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 pushing to ad- like advance how hard surface modeling worked mm. and early on there was uh, there was guys who were trying to get things looking good with as little topology as possible and it was kind of like a bit of a battle to, ch- to see which software was the best modeling program Sure, like I'd see him do something in XSI and back then I was very immature and like I'm talking as a 20 year old sure. I would look at that and think like well Max is better like I'll try and do something that is even more complicated and hardcore Gosh. and it was just this nice really cool uh, with a few guys back and forth where we're all trying to outdo each other that's good and you need competition yeah and i like, i'm not i'm not trying to say my work was good but seeing the work that those dudes were doing that was so awesome yeah that's what was like seeing that battle kind of take place like you need that who is going to make the best and you like there was Fosto doing stuff in 3ds max hmm. like Di Martini. yep and it was like Vitali versus foster like who's going <laughs> to do better work yeah and now you look at them and you're like damn it like they're both doing like they're both whipping out robocop in 12 hours i'll
0: tell you you why i think vitaly is able to do that and this this is like a love crush on him but i having met him having him be my friend and and getting to know him he is infectious and he has a genuine positive outlook on shit he does he really does (laughs) he's excited and i think you really, you, I'm not kidding, man. I think you have to have that. I really do. To, yeah. in order to overcome the adversities that you're going to internally mm-hmm. and physically to overcome the, 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 the edge that it takes to get yourself to that level where yes, you have to have that positive outlook to overcome the difficulties because it, it, it does get heavy and it does get challenging and it isn't easy. Um, but I think. The, the,
2: you have to the better you get as an artist the, the harder it is to keep improving because it gets so much more difficult to improve on the last thing you did you know yeah, every true. improvement is, isn't like when you were young where like from from image to image there's that this massive jump in skill it's like every image is just like a tiny bit more and sometimes that can like for me personally that can hold me back because I feel like if I do a job that's not a lot better than the last than what was like I didn't learn like what was the point of doing it sure just give me one second i'll just turn off i've got like three different like phones here going off different things (laughs) drug dealer status yeah two seconds, two seconds
0: no problem okay i'm back cool well um i know you've got work to do and maybe we'll do like another 15 minutes is that okay
2: yeah, I can do as long as
0: you want. Okay, well, don't don't say that because it'll get it'll get too crazy. We'll <laughs> we'll do like twenty more minutes. Okay, Cause, okay, because like okay. yeah, I do not want to do like a four hour Saman Kesh marathon episode. I, th- those are great, but I think that it just creates listener fatigue and people bitch yeah, about it. And I, and I don't want to I don't want to burn people out. I, I would love to do it like where we do um we wrap it at like a couple hours and then give it a couple months and come back and we'll do we'll just keep talking or we can do like you can come on the the twitch streams with us at learn square we can go on your twitch streams just keep the dialogue going having fun you know like it's all it's all good times you know it's like fun that's what
2: i wanted to speak to you about i wanted to like at the end i wanted to speak to you about what you guys are doing yeah a little bit more about the teaching aspect of things sure well i mean so like for you personally what made you guys get into the teaching? Like, I'm happy to explain why I did it, but I remember speaking to Masej going, uh, asking him if he wanted to do any concept courses. And he his response, this is like, you guys have been up for over a year now, yeah? Uh, yeah, um, uh, we
0: started the company. Which, I don't know, man. It goes by so fast. It's yeah, been so much I, work.
2: I remember speaking to him and saying like, look, there's, no, there's nothing out there from anyone who has like good teaching ability doing concept art or uh, map painting or like how to tie that into just everyday CGI artist use. Yes. It's very important to be applicable. It was like I saw a niche there. Yes. And he was like, oh, that's funny you say that. We're actually thinking of doing something like a couple of friends and I. Yes. And I remember speaking to him about before Learn Squared even existed and I was like, like, that's awesome. You know, finally there's going to be... Because like without being too egotistical, I felt like the feedback I was getting had proven that I had bridged that gap in, you know, the basic material awesome. and uh, like advanced material creation, which was kind of missing. No one was really teaching that stuff. Yes. You need but to have a one-stop one shop on the internet and you learn yes. it from
0: you. And that's, yep. th- that's a very yep. smart, it's like Stephen King. I use the Stephen King analogy all the time when I bring on instructors to learn squared. It's mm-hmm. like, you want to have the class on the internet that everybody knows like, oh, you want to learn that? Go learn it there yep. from that person. Yep. That's keep the it shit. very
2: specific you have to
0: you have to if you don't then you're going to be a generalist and you're going to be making um, gumroad videos for five dollars and you're just going to kind of like yep. make a couple bucks and then you're going to just dither out in this outer space and your efforts are going to go you're going to be wasted and nobody's going to want to pay for something serious when you actually do take it seriously so mm-hmm. about the learn Squared thing it actually evolved because I was working with Miche on this on the movie I don't can't talk as NDA but we were working on it and I'm like dude what the fuck are you doing man like show me this stuff you know I was really curious because Maché is very uh he has a very interesting way about how he solves problems and he's very crafty and he's a very smart person he's very passionate (laughs) and and very dedicated to the the act of getting better at doing art and so um he eventually started showing me and i was like you know what he, he was making gum roads at the time my friend anthony jones was making gum roads at the time and they, you know they were killing it, making gum roads they were they were making good money they were sharing mm-hmm. their ideas but it was like the gum roads was like uh the equivalent of of a fast food restaurant you know right you pop them up you you serve people the stuff and then they get out and then it's kind of like yeah. they bounce away and it's like a quick 20
2: minute video for two bucks. Yeah, you know, totally you cool.
0: And it has, a, it has its own niche, niche in the actual market of education. Totally applicable. And they kept asking me, I asked you to do one. I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not a teacher. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me to do that. And so what happened is I was talking to Michelle. I was like, listen, dude, let's do this. I'll make tutorials to teach you. You make tutorials to teach me because he was asking me questions how I did stuff, too. And I was like, you know, I will, t- <laughs> I will cool. teach you Pretty and cool you idea. teach me and we will share that with everybody and we'll make a school platform around it. And the whole idea of it is is two people, high level people in the industry that yep. are respected yep. and are doing good work they're teaching one another their skills and abilities. And by doing so, you have this interesting alchemy that happens, you know, because, um, you, you, I would take like, I would love to teach like a a CG generalist, like somebody that really knows the technical side. I'd love to teach them design because I Mm -hmm. want to teach them how to use their skills to make something epic. And that's, That's the you know with the lower and squared. There's a lot of different things that we're trying to hit at the same time, but I think that's part of it. And then also, you know, Vitaly was a big inspiration. It's so funny I keep bringing him up. I usually don't do this, but I mean, he's such a fucking. Terrific I've talked guy. about him all day. It's, it's great. <laughs> Vitaly's awesome. You gotta you gotta meet him. You, you, you gotta meet him. And, I'm too then afraid, like, man. Don't be I'm too, too afraid. afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid, <laughs> okay, I'll ready. introduce you. i will you. You're ready, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Open up your butthole for Vitaly. So, <laughs> but no, I mean the thing with Vitaly is he's said yeah. when he released um i think he started doing tutorials and he was saying that the reason why there's many reasons why he did tutorials but one of them is that he learned all this stuff and then he wanted to just release it because he knew that that's how he would evolve because if he sat there and, and hoarded all that knowledge yes. and acted yeah. like it was important um, and i know you know this too because you do it too because you're so transparent as you teach you know yeah. and that's the thing i that love because thing. you have to th-
2: you have to be and your students it's love not- it you know. not holding on to things that give you an edge. No, you can't. Like just, what it, gives it you an edge hard, is continually going. Hard. I don't, I don't have many edges anymore. Uh, to you, you to just teach. have to yeah you've got to create them well you, you know, I, I think, I think you're probably in
0: teaching them. mode right now you probably have to go and, and maybe maybe you just have to go and do like a passion project where you're going to go and take like your cg realism and make it move and then you're well, going to be like, less than okay. five was less oh, really? five
2: was that it was like okay you're, you're struggling with motivation mm. and trying to just like you're, you're finding it difficult to sit down and put into words how people need to do this yeah. because it's gotten so complicated now, the lessons <laughs> where I'm like, okay, yeah. like Easy, have, yeah. I, have I dug myself too deep here hmm. because I'm trying to explain how to do a, le- a lesson that I put 150 hours into Fuck. in two hours, you know, like I've, sl- <laughs> I've sat there for sometimes two or three nights just working on one metal shader and now I've got the task of trying to explain to people how I did that without sounding like a bullshit artist who's skipping over everything yeah like I've got to compress what I did there so that they can watch that in 20 minutes and then go and do it and sometimes that's the difficult thing that's it's the thing that's super like, difficult I to, super when I used difficult. to work in the industry it was like okay go make that uh, go make that scene and show me the finished render yeah. So you just sit there mindlessly like a zombie running through everything and that's it. You pump it out. The job's done in three weeks. You know, it was tough, but in and out and it's done. But then when it comes to the teaching side of things, I, when I first started, it was so easy because I had all the knowledge in my head. I'd explained it to other artists at the studio mm. over and over. Yeah. It's like, how does sampling work? you know, i'd have arguments with a couple of the other guys there and then we'd come to a conclusion and i'd explained it but then once the v-ray course was finished and that's it a was big seller for you too it's like a huge success for you the v-ray class huh you have tons of no, students th- for that i think when it came out it uh, that year it was the most torrented torrent in oh, yes,
0: not only okay
2: not only in like, uh, it was more torrented than d ray itself, oh, God. but to me, that was a good thing. Yeah. I'm one of those artists who comes from a, when you're a broke 15 year old kid, sure, sure, sure. buying a $3,000 copy of 3ds max isn't a legitimate source. There's yeah, a lot of guys in the industry who, uh, all the, the, the businesses understand and respect that, sure. that until you're a professional, your odds are you're not going to buy software.
0: They now, still course, do it. I don't know why they it's a do that too. Company,
2: yeah. And I've just had to spend, you know, like you like you did when you started. Yes. It's expensive, To be fully dude. legit hardware. Software is like $25,000. Yep. And, you know, you're sitting there with like a shotgun aimed at your head going like, just <laughs> yeah. don't. Boom, my wife's drink. looking at me. You better yeah, fucking yeah. get yeah. to work and make that money. <laughs> yeah. you better, you better, that you pressure is good work. though. It's good to have that pressure but, uh, cooker going. That, uh, that for me is kind of, uh, with the teaching, is just constantly explaining to people what's what's going to actually work hmm. like don't give people bullshit yeah you can't like don't don't tell people don't miss over anything because there's always that guy out there who didn't see you click the little box that says like "warn for non-physical settings or something like that <laughs> and he's like why doesn't my scene work and he's getting render sure. errors True, you've got to break down everything Yeah. yeah, And it just gets harder and harder as the lessons go on. So I think what I'm going to do is is I've got one more big lesson with lesson six and I'm working on that with Dimitri. So this is the very first lesson I've ever done with another artist. Good. That's awesome. I I felt like it was appropriate for him to join me because he took my place at Cream as as the lead artist there. and He's a senior artist, but he's he's a very small team. So he's he's really excited to do that with me and then after that I'm going to go back for a couple of lessons to the concept in the Mastering B-Ray course just teaching someone some of the theory because over the last six months I've done a lot of research not only into uh, lighting but just composition and things like I didn't know before this course started so this course was lacking a little bit of the theoretical side of things yeah and now the goal is to get that back but I wanted to ask you with your, with your teaching, how do you like as, as an artist constantly break it down for them?
0: Project base is really important. And I've been, uh, I've been, uh, people have complained to me that I'm not, breaking it down good enough for them. <laughs> and, and I go, you know, there's no cool button, guys. You know, there's no fucking button yep. in my machine that I go, click it, and it goes, cool. And it's, yep. uh, you know, to teach my instincts of design and the things that I've acquired over the many years of observation, I it's, it's I think there's a big difference from what we're teaching. What you teach is really your understanding, you're trying to teach the understanding of how to see, but at the same time, <laughs> you're also teaching which buttons to, to hit yeah, in order to see got, it. Uh, and for me, it's like teaching design is a very abstract form, you know, and what is what I think is good design is very subjective, you know, and teaching design. It's a very complex thing, you know, and I don't even yeah, know I if I really hit it personally. I think it's there's still so much to go from. And I even in, encourage that and enforce that with my students. And and I, what I do is I try to set it up so that when you're taking these courses and you're getting you're, you're experiencing what I've gone through and learned through my career. <laughs> You have, I'm trying to make it so that you can apply it to your own projects and by doing the projects, you're going to fail and you're going to learn how and why I use the system that I use. And my system is actually quite consistent. I didn't realize it. Um, but you know the system is basically: you get the brief, you analyze the brief, you articulate the brief, you really understand the brief, you try to itemize the brief. You don't take it all in as one meal; you break it into little bite-sized pieces. Then you dissect that using like a mind note software, where you kind of grab bits and pieces, and then you start to sketch and get ideas out really quickly. And then from that ideation stage, you go and either use a program or whatever to get those ideas out to a tangible um, like thing that you can then present back to the to the, the the director, and then they can give you feedback you know mm-hmm. and i think it's for me personally i'm a very new stu- teacher i'm trying my best you know most of my students are very happy with the overall experience some of them are like you didn't press show me how to press the cool button for those guys i feel <laughs> super sad for them because i'm like guys like i'm sorry there is no you've such thing as a cool point. button you've missed yeah, the point yeah you missed the point and you know it's, it's really interesting too some people will will be like i can't believe you would use that and teach show that to a to a client or that's what you'd consider to be something that you would share with the client. And for me, I'm like, dude, I, whether you know I it think, or not, this is what I do for a living and I make a damn good living. Yeah. And like this, yeah. I literally, I'm showing you the exact process,
2: you know? I think uh, I I got quite fortunate in that respect. And maybe that comes because what I'm teaching is more uh, from a technical standpoint yes, it's, than, and, than what you're doing, which is purely creative and purely up to interpretation yes you know when it comes to what i'm doing it's real or it's not yes there's a hundred percent difference if i'm able to show someone how to make it real there's not really much they can complain about yes so i like i don't get me wrong there's been people who've complained about how i've run the business and they have every right to to think like that because from a business standpoint i haven't done a very good job but from the the creative standpoint that's always been so motivating for me and if i didn't have that i would have given up a long time ago on mm. the teaching because it's when you see the success stories that you realize that like you're actually making a fairly massive influence in some oh, people yeah. it's epic, and man. it's re- it's really cool like it's it for me cool. it just sometimes i'll wake up and i'll be like just that's what makes me sit down at the computer and do it Yeah, and you're facilitating that, abilities for people and it's great yeah like you get a lot of you get some emails from people where you're like dude i, I just got a I just got a job I love using those. the stuff and you're like, wow, like that's crazy. Like the fact that I could do that for someone, like that's the goal. Like yes. when I, when I started, I wanted to, I wanted to make people be able to work the same way I was. Yeah, And I wasn't trying to say I was the best at everything or that I knew how to do absolutely everything. Yeah. It was just trying to show people like a, my specific workflow.
0: Yeah, I think it's and key to to be honest about that too in your lessons too, and say like, look, I don't know all the answers. You might know something better than me. If you, if you're a person that wants all the answers, and this isn't a class for you, and there's no class for you, basically because nobody knows all the answers to what you're asking. You know, you need <laughs> to see those it's out yourself. with
2: yourself. No, no,
0: not even Vitaly. And Vitaly would be the don't first you person to put say too. Name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> but you. But I think that's also part of it is realizing that you know, like we're all humans and we're trying to develop the best things possible. But yeah, it's like. It's very difficult. I think it'd be interesting if you applied like a project, you know, like stuck to, like had this interesting project that you would stick to. That would be like this thing at the end of it. You'd, you'd go through and teach it because that's one thing I think is really applicable and important when it comes to teaching is saying like this is the projects in which I work on because at the end of the day whether you know the knowledge or not um the 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 end goal is is, is contributing to a greater cause which is the project itself you know and I think that's something that's very important to inflict into your teaching but this at the same time I think like you said you you've kind of been able to get around that because of the technical ability of your 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 ability to teach and you're also incredibly familiar with it so you know because like even when i teach like um cinema 4d for example i'm a very um i don't i'm not a power user i don't necessarily need to be a power user that's the thing though and you don't have to be a power user in order to get the effects that you want you just have to have (laughs) the eye and i didn't realize that until teaching you have to have the eye it really is yeah it's it's like the eye like
2: i i'm I was thinking about trying to actually in this lesson because the the lesson five that I've been working on and the people who are listening who don't really know if you head to my website you yes. see it's on the main page that still life scene uh, there's so again. many different so many different elements into that yeah. so I ended up putting focus in the lesson on like actually how I break down what. And because you can say to someone, you don't have the eye, and they'll be like, what is the fucking eye? Like, yeah, you know, what, like cool. what is the eye? You don't yeah. know what the eye is. Give me and I eye. was asking myself, like, what is the eye? Yeah. And I, like, I didn't even know what the eye was. And then after I was, like, these are the type of things that you need to think about, like yeah. on top of creating the artwork and making it look good, you've got to have like me as a teacher has to put that in the back of my mind. Yes. And I thought to myself, you know what? Like all the eye is, is almost like meditation, but it's focusing on where your eye is looking. Like look at the point, like stop for a second, think, and actually really close. Like you're, I've realized you have the ability to make things appear more high definition than they are by just sitting and focusing on one point for longer than the usual like split second that the eye is kind of twitching around things. Yeah. Like if you look at a detailed painting and you track the person's eye looking at it, it'll be bouncing around, you know, boom, 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 mm. constantly analyzing everything. Yeah. And if you can just slow that down and really like to zoom in on one area and think and force your brain to focus on that point of the image, that's when you start absorbing more detail and it's, preventing yourself from bouncing around all the time because yep. I think that's what happens to a lot of guys and I when I was explaining how to make shaders I was breaking it down from like the largest details to the smallest and then some guys would show me their end result and they'd get all the large-scale details down perfectly but it was like after a certain point they they weren't I could just physically tell they just stopped focusing and they just hit a limit yeah and I went through that same process when I was an artist. My first shaders—they didn't have dust in them. They didn't have blurriness. The reflection didn't change based on the angle. And as you start focusing, so if I look at a material in the real world, I'll focus on that ninety, you know, degree angle. What's going on there? Focus at forty-five degrees. Focus at a hundred, you know, ninety degrees, dead on. And having that eye, you know, once you understand what that what you're actually doing, like how you're absorbing more information from stuff. I found things became a lot easier. Yeah. So that's what I was going to actually focus on. In, that's great. In the next lesson, how to actually look at parts of an image and actually understand what's going on. Because I think if artists, every person, you know, who's doing CGI, you have to assume they're intelligent enough to be able to operate a computer and run software and, yeah. you know, they've got all the basics there. You know, that you don't need to be a genius to zoom in and focus on something and just say to yourself, okay, does this match the reference? Forget about all the other shit. Like you can look at a scene with a forest. Okay, does my tree bark match that tree bark? Stop looking at the image as a whole. So
0: yeah, no, absolutely, and being able to decipher what you know, like you said, looking at it, something you know from different angles and the way the lights hitting mm-hmm. it, and the refractions, and the dust and the particles, and all those things. These are things that I didn't really like notice either, and you can notice <laughs> it. In like let's say if we talk about Rembrandt, for example, you know what <laughs> I consider the world's awesome. awesome you know, canvas printers, awesome <laughs> canvas printer, basically, you know, are the slowest world, slowest printers, which are, you know, old original artists, which are incredible. Yeah. Um, but you look at their ability in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. it's about them discovering what the world looks like and how to perceive the world. And yeah. then once you understand how the world looks and how to recreate it's the easier. world, the, the whole next level of that is how to push emotions with the world yeah, that you're creating right, yes right. that's so Adding there's one thing button. yeah it's one thing to understand how to make a beautiful image but it's mm-hmm. one thing another thing to push you know right. emotions I and stuff. not so. there yet with that so. that's and that's there you go and that's what's isn't that the coolest fucking thing about art is because but, we never will be the master you'll never be the master i won't it, be you won't it, be nobody will be you know
2: but it's a really good point you bring up because when i created this image it wasn't like i wasn't at that level, like I don't, like I said, I don't think I'm at that level where I can convey emotion. If you look at my folio, none of it conveys emotion. It's technically really good, and the the detail and composition is usually, learn. is usually good, but it's not really like showing a scene. So you're right. But it's funny. I got an email uh, after finishing lesson five, and one of the guys was sent me this email saying like oh like i can't stop looking at the the image it brings me back to when i was a kid and like i had to used to get my mum water uh, and maybe you know that particular scene just matched something he'd seen before or something and it was the still just life like, you're talking about yeah the still yeah. life scene yeah. and that's i was awesome. like that's, re- that's really cool that's one of the most unique because uh, usually i get messages like thanks heaps um like the you know it's so much easier now to break down materials it's usually the same type of email but this was a little bit different but did, i think it what did you think this, of that what was your reaction to that my reaction was like that's really cool it makes me want to be able to do that more often like do it at will not just by random luck from one random person viewing it but <laughs> yeah, I, I want to actually be able to that's a psychological that. so thing then yeah. the next lesson is going to try and do that a little bit more hmm. so maybe you know maybe now is the time where i start to try and incorporate that in and truly go insane trying to actually then teach it <laughs> uh, you will you'll go oh, I, in the deep end of sanity man <laughs> have you felt like you've ever kind of lost your mind a
0: little bit doing this oh god I man have. oh god I definitely yeah have. Oh God, yeah, and I think you—that's you, only when you know you're doing it right—is when you're losing your mind doing it because you're, feel you're, like you're unwrapping the fabric of reality within yourself, yeah. you know, and you you're know, understanding just, things beyond what
2: you've understood. Thought, yeah. Start
0: overthinking it. Well, a great wow. teacher, from my perspective, is able to take for something very complex and translate mm-hmm. it well for a multitude mm-hmm. of people. I think that's a great teacher. Yep. Uh, that shows a master, really. It does. Um, a master can teach, communicate, explain things. From my opinion. That that's what defines a master of
2: the trade. So. Do you teach kind of based on how you've learned jujitsu? Because I find that, and not many people, no one will understand this except my coach and I, but my boxing coach, I consider him a technical genius and he's capable of breaking down like really complicated movements and patterns. And I can just listen to him and instantly break it down. And I took that knowledge that he was like, when I first started, the Mastering V-Ray course, I had an idea in my head of how I was going to teach it. Mm. And then I merged that idea with how my coach was doing it. That's great. He was, I was very much from the emotional side of things. Like, is this going to work in production? Mm. And my coach is very like mathematical with things. Mm. And it's like, everything has to be broken down. Yeah. You know, like he'll look at you, throw, you walk past a punching bag in the gym. You haven't even, you just come into the gym, you've got your normal everyday shoes on and you're like, move your fist out and touch the bag. just, just because of whatever reason, and he'll out of the corner of his eye be like, "You didn't move your left leg. Where was your? Where was the rotation on your wrist?" And like he's got that miles, hyper, miles hyper miles, yeah. yeah, hyper observant uh, approach to it. And so I just blended the two. So not many people know that, but I wouldn't be able to do what I did unless I'd learned how to teach from another person. That's great, you know? as you should be. And that's great as a teacher.
0: You're aware of that. I didn't realize when I started really teaching, I started paying attention to Giovanni, my Gio, my coach, um, and yeah. Yeah. And and and, and Gio is incredible. Like he's one of the fastest black belts in the system ever. Like I think he got his black belt and, three years or something which is incredible uh-huh. um but he's a completely dedicated person it's his life mm-hmm. jujitsu is his life but yeah. um but the way he teaches and you know inflecting energy and pushing people and getting people excited about it but also like he he trains and comp- and competes at a world level so he expects <clears throat> you to be that at that level you know and so, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think everything around me affects me when I teach. And that's why I can't do it all the time. I have to do it in in, in spurts. I mm-hmm. need to go away, do my personal projects. I got to work on Lost Boy sure. for a while, go do my own thing, be a little bit of a vagabond, go try some weird shit, break my brain a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I come back and go, look, look what I learned, guys. Like, check this out, you know, and then and, yeah, and share true. that. That's my goal, at least, you know, and I find. That I'm a little bit more abstract, I think, though, the way that right. I teach. Because, you know, I didn't realize how broken my way of learning was until I started teaching, too. Yeah. Because I, I, <laughs> yes. learned, I learned from the school of, like, Google. You know, like, you go. Yes. If you have a problem, exact, you just yep. go fucking Google yep. it. And you find it, some. It's brute ass,
2: force. It
0: is brute force. You go find it's some guy on some forum from three years ago who was talking about some weird thing that might have some correlation to what you're asking for. And mm-hmm. then you just you just start to understand how to search for things and then yeah, but with with things like what you're providing which is like a an, like you go there and I haven't gone through everything yet. I'm actually taking mm-hmm. a little sabbatical um next month is it or we in August? No, month after next I'm going to take a I'm trying to take a month of sabbatical. I've been working my freaking ass off so stash some cash away and my wife said it's okay. So <laughs> take a sabbatical <laughs> I'll and then I'm going to you the
2: course, man. Jesus.
0: No, I'm going to go through <laughs> it and I'm going to really, you know, try to just get you know i'm going to get immersed in it i'm going to just try to live your course and understand it holistically i don't use the same programs the same renders but I think I'm going to be able to get a lot of information out of it from the bits that I have gone through because I've already gone through some of the stuff off the Vimeo channel and I've gone through some of the lessons on a surface level Um, but I have a I'm I'm, I don't want to give into it just yet because I want to have the right attention and mood and go okay this month is full-time learning that means 12 hours a day of learning you know learning for 10 hours you know 12 or two to four hours of application and because you have to apply as you learn I think it's really important so but I'm like I'm obsessed with learning. I, I think it sounds like you are as I well. Th- yeah,
2: I think you'll I think you'll realize very quickly that when you do dive into it, hmm. ninety percent uh, of the stuff I'm teaching will have already crossed your path in some way shape or form just maybe a different type of medium sure and you realize it's kind of like i know this like i know what he's saying in regards to light or the way the material is working because you've had to do that stuff before the the thing you'll but that could be reassuring as well because you might realize that hey i don't actually have to learn like once you know once you've mastered one career swapping to another kind of creative career is always easier like i found swapping to boxing was incredibly easy because it was just the exact same as learning art hmm. it was just a physical art you know like you had to put in you had to you have sweat and tears but apart from that the learning aspect of it it's just breaking things down into small chunks and then re like absorbing them and whether it's like throwing a punch or creating a character like on the screen, it's all fairly similar in the way you have to learn how to do that stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and I, I've also, I was also going to put up, sorry, I was also going to put away time after this lesson six to go and learn what you guys are doing as well, because I feel like now I'm doing lessons which need more of a design element to them. I'm yeah. not just teaching someone how to make, uh, iron man metal material anymore i'm t- teaching someone how to build a scene yeah that's so really now important. i need to start branching out i need to start learning other things that's otherwise awesome. it just won't be successful or you'll be redundant or
0: you'll continue yourself yeah. people like oh you, just, you know like you're gonna be like bitching about it you know so rightfully so I mean, that's great that you're that you're open to evol- evolving and us too like mm-hmm. when i look at you you know i'm constantly learning and I, the thing that i love is um when I see you killing it, it makes me happy. When I see, like, John and, and James killing it at Brainstorm, it makes me so happy because it means yeah. that there's artists out there that are supporting other artists yes. teaching yeah. and sharing. And you have to support that, guys. You have to because it. I can't express how hard it is to do what we do. It is it, like, it, you know, running Learn Squared and running your, your company and your school isn't a, a, a hobby. It is not. It's a full-time, no. a, a complete... Uh, infatuation it is it's a full-time thing and you have to And it and you know it's like you're saying i think it's really rad that you reacted that way to your stuff being torrented i completely for me personally i knew it was going to happen for me personally but when i saw it i just felt it, it kind of heartbroken a little bit i was like fucking hell you guys like
2: you know but it's it was always going to happen always you know, gonna the, happen, the, yeah. the craziest just, thing with the torrenting was is early on and this was this was crazy for me right because i came from that world when i was younger you know, of guys desperate for the yes. new version Same. of 3S yes, Max. Same, me too. Because I'm just you couldn't guilty. afford it. Yeah, you, you just can. didn't have the money to do it. So in that respect, and the company's, Autodesk knows that. Yes. That's why Autodesk doesn't crack down on it. That's why there's conspiracy theories that Autodesk are the ones who pay X-Force or whatever to release, buy, like, cracks. But the fact is, when I, when I started the V-Ray course, I knew that it was going to get torrented. And you know what the crazy thing that happened was, was that, the course didn't get torrented for like eight months. That is crazy. Because I was releasing it for such a low price at the time compared to other other people, were charging six seven hundred dollars for courses that weren't teach like people were really unhappy with. Yeah. As in I just spent seven hundred dollars and I didn't learn what I wanted to know. Sure. And I was giving. I was i had a student discount for v-ray it was fifty dollars hmm, that's yeah, awesome. it's half it's half of call of duty yeah but i knew that <laughs> okay, if you give if you give a kid right if you give an 18 year old coming into the industry and he wants to learn how to make shaders or whatever yeah. he's gone a bit inspired by jurassic park and wants to go make some stuff then fifty dollars to him is just another steam purchase yeah it's it's not a massive amount of money it's so true barrier entry is that, great right there that kind of uh, student entry to the course was fully covered. There was, we were getting we got like a thousand people emails in that first year to to be on the course as a student. That's awesome, and man! It, for me, that was massive because it just I was reading the the torrent thread, and there were people in there defending me. Yeah, like we had the same ben thing Umi. too. And they're like, dude, don't torrent it. Like, he's trying to do a good thing here for people. Like, he's not overcharging for it. He's offering it 50 bucks for students. If you're a student, just go buy it. Or even if you're not. Like, I had guys emailing me from uh, Iraq and other war-torn countries, like Africa. And they were like, oh, sir, like, um, I'm... I'm just humbly asking you if you could maybe help me out because I only get paid this much a month. And I was like, dude, I don't care. Like I have it for free. That's awesome. You know, if that's, if that's the situation you're in, yeah. I don't need proof of it. Whatever. Just, it's just 50 bucks. We like, do that quite a bit mean too. Anything. It's important yeah. to do that. It doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> just have it, be happy with it. And once the, the course finally got torrented, I think it was at lesson nine or whatever. I was just like, go for it guys. Like if you, if you want to support me, and you have the financial means to do so, you'll do it. Like, I don't need to beg you to do that. I don't need you uh, to feel sorry for me that you're not paying me. The fact is, if you want to support me, you will. And if you don't, well, then at least I know that you're learning something a little bit more productive. So, maybe down the road in a year or two years, then you'll be able to purchase it and I've had guys I had a guy who was like dude if you can't pay for it now don't worry and he's like oh like once I get a job I promise you I'll pay you back I didn't hear anything for two years hmm. and then he got back to me and was like I can't believe it I got a job and paid me that's so cool like two, I, I not like I had to go back and look because I've changed email accounts since yeah. then so I was like who are <laughs> you awesome. like he was mentioning all this stuff in the email and I was like who are you like I just totally forgotten about it yeah so people genuinely care They will happily support you. That's true. And if you're genuinely caring about what you're
0: giving out to, I think if like you're like fully doing that, it's it's going to come back. And it always does. You Mm. might not make like the crazy amounts of money and this and that. You might lose Mm -hmm. some stuff here, but it's inevitable. And I think that also just shows a sign that you're making something good if people are trying to steal it. You know, it's like also a sign of that, too. So it's it's, just to me. It was. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You Sorry. have a great outlook on it. I think for me, it was like at the beginning, I was like, fuck, you know, I'm sad. That makes me sad because it's tough don't, to do this, you know? Me. Yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. And this is great advice. Yeah, and I'm, I'm taking it to heart because I really need to not think like that. There were, you know?
2: there were guys who said like they, would you know, like, like good day, sir. Like I've torrented your course and I, I don't feel very good about it, but I was just wondering if maybe you could give me a discount so I could be on it officially. Awesome. I, got like, I got like 50 of those emails. That's it great. wasn't just a little, like it wasn't just something little like, oh, okay, one off, you know, there's always one good person. Yeah. You know, like 5% of the people That's who great. are on the course were not really sure if it was worth paying for yeah at the start this well, is and the you can't V-ray.
0: blame them too because there's not a lot of classes oh, that are out there exactly. that are actually doing
2: what you're doing too exactly. you know
0: like a lot of it's like you know i'm going to show you all this stuff and then it's like what this is hokey shit i could find this on youtube for free yes if i exactly. just search for a little bit you know but what you're doing is you're really going deep into it um the other yeah, thing I is quite interesting there's a lot of information that's free on the internet um youtube and just resources mm-hmm. forums and stuff there's a ton of it and everything that you know we 're probably taught, teaching or explaining um, for the most part I mean what I teach is like bespoke stuff that i 've learned through me being myself yep. and that 's kind of a little bit more unique in certain ways, but the tools and how to use them properly i mean it 's I mean, fuck, man, it's out there, you know, but it's like if you put it all in one package and you and and it makes it easier for the end user, because learning something that's really complicated is a fucking bitch, you know, and you have Mm -hmm. to set it up so that you have success because you really want your students to be like, I did this. I learned it. I'm killing it. Check out this shit. You know, and and then you look at you go, fuck, that's my student. That's so cool. You know, like, look how Mm. cool that is. You know, like, that's so fucking rad. Like, I was fully self-taught.
2: Yeah, uh, like I've seen like every single question I did an answer to. I wasn't the type of, like of course I had a couple of friends early on that I'd speak to and we'd bounce stuff back and forth. But I'm talking like ninety nine point nine percent of all the problems I ever faced was solved through three things either going outside and observing it myself, Googling it as in like Wikipedia, websites, anything online, or And I've just lost my train of thought here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're
0: you're talking about going outside, learning things by, you know, uh, like just by being curious, a
2: curious human being. Yeah, sorry, all all by looking at the manuals, Hmm. by by looking at the official support that the the companies release. So every time I, like if I load up up a forest pack, the Forest Pack interface is massive. It's like a plugin for 3ds Max for okay. scattering things. Oh, and that forest just, stuff that
0: you're doing. What the hell, yes. dude? Fuck. <laughs>
2: so there is just hundreds of tiny little features within that plugin. Hmm. Now I can't go and learn that anywhere except the manual. The only way is just to accept and this is one of the very first pieces of information I got when I first rocked up to fuel and I had to learn Maya. And because I was modeling in 3ds max and they were, they didn't have licensed copies of max. So a company that big with, you know, 50 employees wasn't just going to let me use pirated software. It was learn Maya or you don't have a job.
1: Yeah. And Uh I
2: I remember thinking, how am I going to learn how to do this? And my, my (laughs) supervisor just leaned over, grabbed the Maya manual. It looked like, you know, fucking university textbook, like 800 pages and just went, bang and slapped it down on the table and said you better start reading <laughs> you know? and i was like That's okay awesome. well that was kind of like a like in your face like i'd never the last book i read was like the hobbit like you know and then i had to go through and read it and i i, I remember reading through and thinking to myself i'm not I, I couldn't i can't finish this but you know fast forward six seven years later i read the v-ray manual five times over like, cut, like front to back. Like that's just crazy. Every, over and over and over. Every time I had a technical issue, you just go straight to the manual and find it. Fuck. Or you find... And that's the best way to learn. Yeah. And I know that. that that's why there it's was true. so much information in the V-Ray course that wasn't anywhere else. Because it's in the manual. The, <laughs> yeah, the only people who knew how to do that stuff, like some of that more complicated material stuff, were working at studios where you weren't physically allowed to break down, like guys like ILM. And wetter. Like, there were guys doing better. There's still guys doing way better shaders than I've ever done. And the research. But the thing is, they're not capable of going and teaching that stuff because it's under company, you know, like they're using research from the the funding for the film so they plus they're a lot of that, that's that bespoke pattern. like render man and all that kind of stuff it's like bespoke yeah exactly internal, stuff like that's internal software yeah. whereas what i did was i like in order for me to replicate how they were making iron man materials and the way i learned things Like I had to go and read Ben Snow's like Siggraph paper. I read it like twenty times. Oh god! Yeah, I love it. You're addicted. Yeah, it was like thirty. But I over. I'm not saying I read it in a row. I'm saying over, like every time I'd have to go back. I was and it was like Jesus Christ. This information, like when I first read this, this was new. Now I'm reading this paper and it's like five years old. Hmm. Like if they release another paper, there's going to be even more crazy stuff.
1: (laughs) Well, that's that's how it's exponential it. Was.
2: was, uh, unique to what i was doing because yeah, i hadn't asked anyone else how to do it it was just
0: well you yes yeah. you, you went out and seeked it and then you you know yeah, you've, you you created a really been, good niche and a career yeah, for yourself you know which is I've awesome encouraged, i've encouraged all my students to do that
2: to read the manual Don't, yeah read the manual read yeah. the manual get two extra screens so you can have reference up at all times yeah that's true have, have materials there in front of you Don't make it hard on yourself. Like, and it's, I I know. So, what the best thing about me being able to teach when I first started was that I was still working at Cream. And there was a couple of artists there, Connor and Lorette, who at the time were fairly new to 3D. Like they'd had other careers and they swapped and wanted to be 3D artists. Mm. And so I was teaching them bits and pieces at the at the studio while recording the first mastering V-Ray lessons. So ah. it really solidified having someone there to physically sit down with and see how they were reacting to it. Because I would say to Connor early on, like you've got to look at reference all the time. Yeah. And I'd come over and like see him working for 30 minutes and wouldn't open up the reference once. Yeah, 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 a lot of people like, do that. Yeah, And it was like... Now, of course, he looks. He's got that extra screen there. He's doing it all the time. Yeah, I knew that when I was teaching. Like that's something you have to stress to people because so I could just glance over at once and say, "Make sure you look at reference," and then keep going on with the lesson. But every single lesson, I constantly reiterate it yeah, because I know if I don't, people aren't. Those are the type of things that aren't going to click really, well, really easy. Yeah, and if you're trying to mimic reality,
0: you need to use reality. You know, I always <laughs> it's a saying I always use. It's like you know, like. Um, Mother Earth or Mother Nature is the the holds a patent to all creation, basically, because everything is it comes down to something that we've observed from the known world around us, you know, and (laughs) for using our eyesight to perceive light and color and value, then you, you need to use that constantly as you're trying to go and regenerate that shit inside uh, fucking the ones and zeros <laughs> machine, you know. It's yes. so fucking bonkers, yes. you know. It's so bonkers, yeah, it but it's so important, it's right? Just... You have to have that. You have to look at that, and that's one thing that drives me nuts when I see it. I'm like, man, I'm like, why aren't you looking at the reference? You know, like yeah. you need to. Yeah. And and this yeah. one thing I like about learning, like, even for example, like just learning, try to trying to take like what I was trying to do recently is take a Daz 3D model, which is basically like a fide Barbie yep. doll. It's yep. like you know, it's cool. I, I, Daz 3D is weird. I feel like some kind of weird pedophile. Seasons me that
2: you would use that, but
0: okay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm disgusted with you. <laughs> hey, uh, Machay taught me this. Okay, so this. Is, but the thing I love about being able to yeah, use Daz me. is being able to quickly form uh, humans and poses really quickly to get the ideas out. Because for me, it's more or less like getting the idea out. I'm not trying to to achieve certain things. I, I know what my goals are, but then. Mm-hmm the uncanny valley opens up instantly as I go. Okay. Well, like, so what I did is and, um, I think this is something I've kind of learned from you. And it's also something that I've learned just from the process of doing things is that I found a really good reference of a bald woman that had the look that I wanted. And then I had that on my monitor and then I just created okay. this shot, matched the camera. And then I started setting up my camera, getting all that stuff, started messing with the lights, getting the lights, right. And then, um, then I was going into the deep, you know, deep, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I was doing honestly I was just failing all over the place it was great and I was getting really furious and pissed off but at the end of it, it was my first att- p- attempt ever at this and using a shit Daz model I was like you know it's interesting I learned a lot there's a lot of failures there but at the same time there's something interesting there and I think at the core of it to bring it back to like say like learn squared for example the way it would work if I was learning from you what would happen is I'd go like look at all the failures but look what I tried and you'd be like it's interesting that you tried that but you should try this this is how you would do it naturally or this is how you like no this is wrong but you could try this one and then through me failing you would probably see something like oh, i never thought of that or that's interesting you found mm-hmm. a style by your failing you know and there's this interesting alchemy that happens from that the- one of
2: the you know like you just on the topic of you using that daz model the one of the things that i like doing when i couldn't when i didn't know how to do something like to the point where I wasn't even worth trying. Like you could say to yourself, I don't know how to sculpt a character. So maybe let's try and learn that. But five years later, you're still not going to have mastered that. Yeah. You as an artist who's well known in the industry, I would recommend asking either your student base, cause there's gotta be some good sculptors out there yeah, yeah. and doing collaborations. So like I have a friend, Alex Kirilenko and when I wanted to do shader testing, rather, and I and I didn't, I'd done tests on all my models and I didn't have time to go and model something new. I just said to him, do you have anything uh, that you could share or use that I can, you know, help promote your work and work on my stuff at the same time? Totally. And yeah. he, he, I would get these really cool characters from him and I'd use those as projects. Like I'm going to only focus on the shading, lighting and retouching and I don't have to worry about, the modelling aspect looking shit because he's already put all that work into it. Yes. So when I looked at your character, I was thinking surely there's got to be some guy out there on your courses or something who, who could get so much recognition from helping you with that. You'd get the result you wanted. You're not trying to show people that you're a character artist modelling characters. Yeah. But you'd still have that final image that had all the components of being, you know, having a great character model, but then with your twist on the lighting.
0: Absolutely. I think what I'm doing is I'm trying to venture into finding out where my weaknesses are and and, and then I'm going like, Oh shit. I really suck at this and then go, well, fuck either. As you said, the strategy would be great to collaborate with somebody that's much better than mm-hmm. me. That's cause that's, the, that's what collaborating is. It's, it's yep. blending your abilities, matching your weaknesses with somebody mm-hmm. else's strengths. That's the key of it. Um, then seeing that and going, you know what? Uh, I think my end goal personally as a creative with this stuff is being able to just make everything myself. And that's very, co- yep. that's very challenging, right? It's, it is. It's a fucking long haul to do. I, but I have I friends. I will, do I do, it. my, I have a couple of friends. I have two friends that I know personally pretty well one of them is one of my best friends and he is able to do it all he does it all he does it super he's very clever and he he he, not everything he does but he does almost everything he fakes it until he makes it and i yes there's there's a part of it like you know we were analyzing the guy who did the third and the seventh you know and i sent that to you and i was like you know this is still like one of the biggest inspirations for me and this it still is (laughs) it's incredible it's seven years old and it still fucking crushes everybody you know it's still so good alex roman yeah i don't know alex roman. his real name uh, yeah maybe it's like an alias or something but he has he has a book I, i've been meaning to buy his book um i have it on my cart i just need to go buy it but um the the thing i was gonna say we watched this processing and you're we like wow it's interesting because look at his rate his his raw renders a bit shit you know it's not yep. shit. you didn't say that but i mean that's yep. that's i think it's like not amazing um i could yep. get that effect myself but Probably look
2: at all the work he puts in the post-processing to every single shot. Yes. And, every single and, shot.
0: and I think that's really what elevated because he was using V-Ray seven years ago and using mm-hmm. GPU or CPU um, rendering on a slower machines, basically, which means yep. longer times of rendering and like that mm-hmm. sucks and rendering photo real back then. It's like, dude, come on, kill yep. me now, please. And so I think, you know, using say like octane now and using octane properly or this, um, what's the, the red, what is it Def? redshift redshift that's it yeah using redshift or something like that um using the gpu race right? because like i'm i'm actually built the two machines i'm i'm connecting both of them so i have six gpus completely in sync and that's going to give me some like superpower, you know
2: and yeah. um i'm jealous
0: it's, it's, I, it's i'm excited to I'm contact
2: for intel fucking bastard <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to put in a word for me <laughs> yeah man it's like I'll, I'll teach stuff, you man. one-on-one just give me the rendering power
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean i think a lot of it's going to be, be going to cloud anyways like the goal like, I, so. I think what's going to so. happen is you have a really good nice powerful machine at home that'll mm-hmm. get you you know the the still basically and then yep. you're like okay this is the scene and then i just kick it to the cloud five minutes later boom it's back mm-hmm. i have my file and that's really where i think things are going to go you know for me personally but i, I, yeah. I no, i have friends that they, they fake it till they make it my friend raul marx is one of those guys who's just like he's able to make a full freaking film basically a short film by himself and it's like dude like come on man like share it. like how the hell are you doing this and i love
2: it I, oh, I love it i don't i don't want to uh i don't even know if i'm allowed to reveal this so i probably shouldn't use code but no. uh, I use code ah. Oh. I I'm trying to remember. So don't so do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I have conversations with people where it's sometimes good to reveal stuff, sure, and then other times where it's like hidden info. But sure. in the V-Ray world, I, there was some big news coming with that. The I GPU think. stuff, just with, with things going to cloud. Like oh, I can't kind of go yeah. into specifics. Sure, but I think they're all you know. octanes yeah. pushing. You know, but there it's not like it's stagnant. You know, there will be some cool stuff in that respect.
1: Yeah, it but, is the uh, future.
2: I wish. I wish that'd be. I wish it was like because when adobe swap to their subscription model it's like you're paying for something that used to be two three thousand dollars yes. and now you're just paying 50 bucks a month and that's what it needs and to be man it yeah, really does even even 3d that. studio max it's, is like
0: 180 dollars, and i'm like and yeah. i know people from autodesk and i say you know guys um i'm a working professional but i'm not going to spend 180 dollars yeah. a month to try and see if i want to use this program i'm yeah. already invested in cinema 4d there's no way you could get me to jump to you guys i just can't i don't want to take the risk it doesn't make sense to me my wife would be killing me like what the fuck you spend this 180 bucks a month on this yeah. thing you know and and i'd, I'd literally you have to just go and dedicate a, a large part it, but i think there's a part you know like you got to put the investment in and it all like you know adds up and it's a part of the whole process itself but Is, it, it's, if you took
2: away that rendering uh bottleneck the artwork in this industry Ooh. is going to rapidly improve oh it's going to get insane. rapidly improved. yeah rapidly improved. there's because there's a
0: lot of really able-minded people out there with amazing ideas aesthetics um, you know it just there's only a certain amount of people who are, who are crazy enough like yourself and i Mache, Vitali, um, these guys that are willing or to, to spend a shit ton of money and invest on themselves and you know like i will be completely honest i work my fucking ass off i work on a lot of stuff i put Mm -hmm. myself through the ringer so that i can afford this stuff so it's not like it comes easy one thing i get pissed off when i hear from people like it's too expensive i'm like bitch you better go get a fucking job and make that happen you know like you have to you you got to take respect for yourself and you got to take respect for the action of getting things done you know like we all start somewhere so i get i get that i understand that but if you're letting that get in the way of you growing it's 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 really infuriating for me because i could use that excuse too when we all can you know and that's just like not a good place to be so
2: i can I can tell you right now, though, that rendering power, because you've un- you've you've jumped on after the GPU era. Yes, right? yes. Er- like I've been in this long enough where rendering power was like always such a massive issue and it's really not anymore for most people yeah. if you are at home right now and you can afford to go out and spend a thousand dollars on a really kick-ass graphics card you have so much more power than i ever did for that first 10 years yeah it's industry. crazy it's fucking because crazy. i used to do jobs at, at uh light farm in new zealand i'm talking like big twenty-seven thousand pixel wide jobs Filled, like a whole field filled with barley and like rendered off in, with full GI and HDRs. Ooh. And you, do you know how many boxes I had to render that? Oh,
0: two yeah. boxes.
2: Oh, my two God. Two CPUs. <laughs> eight cores, eight cores, <laughs> 16 threads. Oh, God. And I had deadlines like this job's due on Monday Ooh. and it's Friday night. Somehow I managed to make it work. Oh, well, you managed, yeah. That's, you know, and it's just don't let don't like don't look at guys like me or you like i'm talking to guys who are new in the industry and you might just have one computer sitting at home don't let that think it's going to stop you 100 because 100 we didn't people who started 3d when i started there wasn't even like knowledge of what rendering power uh major studios had it's not like you knew nowadays everyone knows how many farm like how many computers everyone has but back yeah. in the old days it was basically like you had your cpu in your computer and that was that yeah like no one knew how to set up a distributed rendering like if you had a at-home render farm in 2006 you were like a hardcore nerd yeah like the the studio fuel uh, the fuel uh render farm was like just constantly like people didn't know what the hell was going on with it there was constantly errors with it and they had a team of guys monitoring that stuff like it was, it's just mental, and all I I used to go home and do all my personal project on a crappy gaming computer.
1: <laughs>
2: so yeah. it's not a bottleneck; it really isn't. If you're willing to not wait, anymore. And more. And sometimes the good things, so I'd set a render off overnight, and it was like that Christmas feeling. Like,
0: yeah, I love that. Oh, you,
2: you know, you part the real well, shitty Christmas feeling. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't ask for this. Yeah, render you know crashed overnight. Or something. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. you can go out buy a GTX 1080 if you're just willing to save a little bit instantly you're in, you're on board you've got almost the same power i do yeah it's awesome with what i'm doing with graph with the gpu i didn't want that that's, to be an excuse that's why i got so many of them cuz i want yes. to be like hey i can't
0: use this as an excuse anymore the problem no. is the user if i don't get yep. this right then it's I, it's because i suck and i haven't invested enough time to make the thing the way the what it needs to be you know what, how 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 important is it for a student to know what they're, they're they're gonna be doing, like their goal. Like you see, like how me, I'm a student right now of the craft of CGI, and my mm-hmm. goal is to be able to make my own short films, basically. Like kind of <laughs> like my friend Raul Marks, who I have sent you that thing with the astronaut. You remember that? Or yep. my friend Anthony. Like I know my goals. I know where I'm gonna go, or what the things that I want to make. Um, so knowing that, how important do you think that is? Having that destination in mind when
2: you're when you're learning as a beginning teacher or a student, I mean. For me personally I am probably a bit of an artist I was a bit in shambles as in I just swapped to different things when I got over one thing and wanted to mix it up a little bit so I was my goal was to work at you know the best company in Australia like I just wanted to get there, whether or not that was fuel or animal logic. That was my goal. Like I just, all the, the little things about like what I wanted to do on projects were completely irrelevant to me because I was just so in love with CGI as a whole. So my goal changed throughout. Like it just, I didn't really know what my goal was once I got that job at Fuel because like it was like two and a half years into learning CG and i was kind of sitting at a studio like and my dream was complete like that was my dream in life
1: hmm.
2: that's cool to, that and you. once i once i got there it was like oh what the fuck yeah what do i do now like what's next <laughs> so i just went with i just got sick of modeling okay well what, what's next like i gotta learn how to texture my models so before learning how to render or shade i just started painting textures for my models
1: hmm.
2: once i got sick and tired of that and During that learning phase on the texturing, I was obviously still modelling to pay my wage. And then I realised I was good at texturing. I could do texturing for characters. I needed to learn how to make shaders. And I just, so that goal, like for me, didn't really play a massive role because I never really had one. I just liked creating artwork. Yeah, I think that's important to have that a, though. That's, a, that's interesting that we come from completely different things. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, oh, I had the same thing. I had goals, you know, but my, I pu- <laughs> I think I purposely make my goals like fucking
2: ridiculous, you know, like Everest style. Well, like you I said, but you were saying you like the data, you know, like some people are like, just they just get to the destination going a completely different path. Yes. You know, I'm not a very structured person. Like I, I don't say to myself, like I want to be doing this at this point. I'll just wake up in the morning and use that internal motivation to to do what I want to do. That's awesome.
0: Well, I mean, as long as you like, again, you're going through and you're propelling yourself through future, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're you're setting yourself up for whatever it is that you're trying to go after and being goal-oriented is really
2: important. I think, oh, well, you know, I don't so. know if, if the way you're doing it is better than the way I'm doing it. You know, that's another thing I'd have to potentially look at.
0: Sure, and, and that and comes from
2: self-evaluation, no, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Being able to, and I do teach that in the courses, being able to constantly, like I said early on, I was doing the course in this subscription model because if anything changed down the road, I could go back and fix it. Sure. Smart and sure enough, you know, V-Ray changed things and I was able a couple of months ago to go back and all the emails I was getting from people saying, uh, what's the deal with the new V-Ray 3.4, everything's different. I just redirect them to an updated, an updated uh, tutorial. That's awesome. And, you know, just kind of like that was my way of like pre-planning basically saying like, my goal is to just make this loose but still work.
0: Yeah. Which is good. And like you were Psych. saying to me too, like as I'm learning, it's like I might not have the same. Uh, yep. I wish, man, I wish you used Octane and Cinema 4D so I could just button push and be like, yeah, now <laughs> I know how to make the fucking epic shit. Because like the <laughs> only, the, honestly, the only reason, the only time in my life I've ever really seriously considered doing the V-Ray and the 3D Studio Max is because I wanted to take your lesson and really properly follow it along and understand it. But now I gotta I, be like, I gotta be fucking like, you know, Sylvester Stallone in the mud, crawling through, <laughs> trying to do my renders and shit. Like, uh, I don't know if this. Is I applicable. think I would have failed
2: yeah. if if people weren't able to do it in any other engine. Okay, and good. a lot of the people on the courses, like that, wasn't the point because I knew, like, I was I was trying to teach. So basically, my like the arc of this industry, I severely underestimated how big and into it those guys are. Yeah, but. It took over. Like I was, I was making mastering V-Ray for people in the print industry, or for people who wanted to make shaders for films. Yeah, who were work, not working at the ILMs and the things like that. The, the companies that you could tell the the big studios, architecture like ILM, and stuff. Yeah yeah the big studios like ilm you look at the shaders on their characters the metals and all the detail they put into them you can see they've really mastered that and then the biggest difference for me from other studios was seeing you know the materials look wrong and they don't look like the 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 hdr doesn't look like it's been calibrated the same so i was trying to teach people that aspect and then i realized very quickly that hang on like these architectural visualization guys uh 75 percent of my customer base yeah there's a <laughs> huge like, market with architecture It's you know, massive and it's just they just like the same things they're doing the exact same work a film company does but just to a different end result but the skill set's the same i've heard of a lot it, of people doing the architecture
0: thing to get away from the film industry because the film industry will eat you up and chew you out and shit you out it, and everything uh, else but they'll go to the architecture and they can run their own firm they can work their own hours yeah. they can make Yep. crazy money and um yep. you know yeah. have you found if you caught wind of like what's going on with autodesk and like the the dream you know autodesk dream or that whole
2: like the <laughs> no i've been too i've locked myself in my room now for like a week trying to do this lesson five that's good going insane well get it so done i don't know no. anything yeah <laughs> well, I, no, I mean I'm, this isn't oh, like, super, like, super like, new
0: but I, yep. I think i posted something on my facebook chat stream i use my facebook just to share Art stuff, basically, which is all it should be because yes. there's no other yep. point other than sharing cool art shit on your Facebook. <laughs> uh, no selfies. The, uh, there's just yep. only art stuff. But yep. I see if I can find it. It's a Autodesk. Let me just see if I can. If there's a title to this thing. Um, it's on their website. I wonder if there's like a YouTube video for this. But basically, it's them talking about the future and using like um procedural code, like procedural. Um, Technologies basically inside the simulation. So like, let's okay. say what it is, it's like, okay, we need to make a chair and they go, okay, well a chair, I need to have four legs and it needs to cost me $30. And here's the, I need to make, you know, the strongest structure between these two points or these three mm-hmm. points or whatever you throw it through there. And then you get an infinite amount of, you know, different plausible shapes and forms. And then you can it's basically stable. just kick it off mm-hmm. to, to manufacture. And they're doing it not only with like furniture and shit, buildings you know like fully structuring really? buildings that's it's fucking nuts dude like
2: optimize on costs and things like
0: that. everything like, through and through making better structures you're basically yep. letting the computer run the simulation in order to create because if you think about how buildings created now it's it hasn't evolved really it's the same fucking no. shit like you know you put up the frame it's made out of wood then you put up the drywall and the insulation yep. and then you run the electricity you run the plumbing and like but what if you could design a house around the parameters that you really need and th- these are things that are these are questions that people most people go like, why not? Let's fine you know, continue. These are forward thinking, you know, creators basically. And I think what they're getting into is is really interesting. There's like this forward thinking um just um, way of 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 approaching the problems in which we deal with on a daily basis. Because what happens is you kind of get used to things being shitty you know mm-hmm. and and when you get used the to definitely, yes absolutely you know like that's one thing why i i didn't get into maya i didn't get into 3d studio max it just felt too vast and too big for mm-hmm. me and as a designer and just a person that didn't want to deal with all those complications i was like no it's a scary that's why i did cinema 4d because i noticed a lot of designers were going like i can get instant access to making cool stuff quickly out of here it's mm-hmm. easy we can we can, it's, it's fun you know and i was like oh this is fun i hear this a lot, lot of
2: good stuff from my customers cinema foreda
0: cinema's great man it's like it's it's a great barrier of entry program that you can either use it for simple things or you can use it for super high level shit one mm-hmm. of the things that i realized you know that link that i sent you with that guy that are recreating those human forms and skeletons yes. Yes. he uses v-ray and cinema 4d which i was like that's fucking awesome nice. like anytime i see somebody like at that level power user using cinema 4d i'm like yes like i feel like validation <laughs> because it seems like everybody that i know that makes like the super crazy shit they're using max or maya and i'm like god damn it like i guess am, am i amateur for using Cin4D, but when a i do see bit. some
2: it, 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 <laughs> you fucking him, yeah. asshole
0: no but it, there's there's a little <laughs> bit of truth in that have to, i have
2: the, to defend it you have to well it's it.
0: it's a part of your it's a part of your lifeblood yeah so it's it's a part of your lifeblood and that's part yes. of like but you know at the, at the core of them they're all quite similar you know yes. you have programs like houdini they're a little bit different they do some interesting different things with houdini it's a little bit of a different simulation
2: kind of process houdini kind of interesting is like Okay, so you've got your amateurs using software like... Cinema 4D. Uh, Cinema 4D. Hey. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got your intermediate users and, using things like Max, so Max and Maya. <laughs> and they think they're hardcore. No, Like those guys think they're hardcore. Cool. And then then you've got the guys using Houdini. Yes. And those the guys using Houdini, they, they're so cool, they don't even need to say it. It's no. just like, they don't need to, like, it's not like vegans, you know, where they need to let you know they're vegan. No. It's like people who use Houdini, you don't know they use Houdini. Yeah. That's how good they are. That is very true. <laughs> true.
0: I have a couple <laughs> friends that are incredibly talented with Houdini. One of my buddies, Ryan, is just really gnarly with it. Or even Simon. Um, there's a link on my Facebook too with the Man vs Machine. They just did this thing with um, Max on R18, the Cinema 4D R18 that just came out. But Man vs Machine is a company that Simon works at, and they did this really cool thing. For Maxon, but it's it's a, he did all these interesting simulations of this like brain thing exploding out of a chameleon and stuff. It's <laughs> it's so rad, and you can only kind of create that shit through making the math inside Scrimpting, of Houdini. Yeah. It, making, it's, yeah, it's 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 hardcore yeah. shit, man. It's hardcore shit. It's hardcore. It's super hardcore. But that like I- it's, I always just, ca- I call it the like the 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 Papa Bear of Cinema 4D because <laughs> it really is. It's like Cinema 4D is amazing. It can get you super fucking far. You can get really crazy. You can code and make your own plugins and all that kind of shit. But but Houdini is is like when you hit the wall in Cinema 4D, you guys up value they 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 elevate and they go to um they go to Houdini and that's the where they go. So <laughs> crazy fuckers,
2: man. I just love in this industry how there's like there's so many extremely smart people yes yeah it's not it's not an industry where uh you get a lot of average people doing it it's a lot like when you're working with people like at fuel there was a guy he was like kind of my mentor it was a couple of guys matthew winn and sam cole they were compositors but sam he's like a freak genius you know but like such a really cool dude also like he was the type of guy who they were using shake a compositing engine back before uh all all the modern ones took over and he didn't even use the Shake interface. Like he, 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 would like you'd go over there and you'd see him coding in the node structure, and
0: <laughs> yeah. he'd just be writing
2: code and in the interface yeah. in the interface of uh, Shake, little nodes would be popping up connecting to each other and shit. And you're just like, what? Like he's typing like, <laughs> like you know, just like what. White bastard I hate Yeah, him. like I hate there's him. always levels to it. There's, there is. There's always levels to it, and really? I love I love feeling like a bit of a stupid person sometimes. It's great. You need to. It's humbling. You have to. You know. It's yep. a part of growth.
0: Okay, we're wrapping up. I have one more question. Yeah, one more question. Yep. And then you need to get back to your class. It's it's almost two a.m. here. I've got to eat, oh e- eat a little ice cream, and then I'm going to go to lay lay yep. in my bed and watch some some television. I'll, maybe I'll watch uh, some Gone Girl or something. Not Gone Girl. No, no, not uh, a tub of
2: ice cream is going to be gone. A Fincher like, film.
0: Yeah watch a Fincher film yeah no just a little bit a little bit of ice cream not too much I just I worked out really hard today I I deserve it okay don't judge me don't (laughs) judge me internet you fuckers (laughs) I burned like fucking fourth (laughs) one time I used my heart rate monitor and I wore it at jujitsu and I had like the the um I had one of those like power band things you know and it it was it was syncing up bluetooth and I burned 2700 calories or something and uh, I was like god damn like jujitsu is no joke man you burn a lot of weight you burn a lot of calories doing that. Okay. Question. (laughs) Last question. Um, the, what advice would you give to, I mean, we've covered this a lot, but I think it'd be interesting just to hear it directly from you from new people that are entering into CGI what is like a really important thing that you know you get a lot of questions back you get a lot of emails, inquests, all that stuff what's a, a you know taking all into all this information into mm-hmm. summarizing it what is a couple or one really key thing that is a good advice for anybody that's trying to start out getting their foot into this or just you know being curious or having a hobby into CGI what is
2: it that what's that piece of advice that you can give to people you have to do what you love mm. you can't Verge off that. You can't like sacrifice doing something maybe half-assed to get to that. You just have to do what you love. For me, I was successful in CGI because no matter what direction I was going, it wasn't based on money. It wasn't based on how hard it was. It was purely based on do I actually like doing it? And you could tell throughout my whole career that whatever I was doing as an artist, I was passionate about whether that was modeling robots, sculpting in Z brush painting textures in Marie, making shaders in V-Ray. The, the only times I was doing those things was when I loved doing them. And that's the direction I took my career in. And because I loved doing them, the people around me realized that I was, you know, I was a happier person to be around. I wasn't usually unhappy until much later on in my career, but early mm-hmm. on, I I chose to do exactly what I wanted. I started at Fuel, and all I wanted to do in my heart was be a character modeler and just a modeler in general. But I had often, like on certain times, the the, the producers were saying, oh, do you want to try and make some shaders or set up some cameras? And I didn't do it. I just declined to do it because it wasn't what I loved doing. But at 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 the core of it, I've bottled my success down to that one point, I only ever did what I loved doing. Mm. As soon as I stopped liking doing it, I stopped doing it. When I got over character modeling, my, when my wrist was sore, when I didn't enjoy that process, a repetitive process, I moved country and I started as a lighting and shading artist because that's what I wanted to do and that's what I loved doing. As soon as I got over lighting and shading in New Zealand and I was sick of it and I was burned out, I didn't have that love for it anymore. I wanted to start boxing. I quit CG, went back to earning $300 a week off my parents for just a short period of time at working at their tennis centre. So, I went from having a really good career and because I didn't love doing it, I just straight up quit and started learning how to box. Hmm. And I love doing that. And when it got to a point where I realised, hang on, I love boxing but I need to earn more money, I had to get back into into CGI to pay that. So, I had to sit down and ask myself, okay, like, do you still love doing CGI? And if you do, what do you love doing? And so, I went around and I found some places that had, uh, that appeared to have solved all the things that made me want to quit in the first place. And once again, I was back loving CGI and, and I kept doing it. As soon as I didn't love working at the place that I started back at, I moved. So, I've always remained consistent with that and and that that there is the best piece of advice i can give anyone yes baby
0: damn right and i second that that's a that's a that's exactly it man that's the key and for those (laughs) uh, to follow that up with one last question is for those that ask me or ask you this the same thing like how do you find what you love that's a big question that i've it's had it's a big question and it's a tough one and i haven't been able to solve it because i've always known what i loved yeah I, since i was a kid i've yeah. known that i wanted to do art and everybody in my family supported that through and through and i was the first one to really make it and doing art you know and i've broken the cycle and i've pushed forward mm-hmm. very hard and i've sacrificed a ton but I always knew it, and I don't know why and how it was. I just knew it, and I feel the the saddest for the people that haven't found it or don't think they have it. And stuff. how do you find what you love? And that's the last question. We'll wrap it up.
2: Yeah. Sometimes I don't think you can. Like with modeling, I don't know why I loved doing it so much. Maybe it was because of I loved certain movies like The Matrix, and I saw robots and you know, just basic like childlike instincts. Like I like robots. I want to make robots and I've got a computer in front of me. So let's do that. But, you know, there's definitely been times in my life where I've had to figure out what I want to do. And I was uh, like, if I, if I know, if I can do that in both ways, either just find it naturally or by brute force, then other people can do the same. And it's not just something It doesn't boil down to that one simple thing of, I just always liked doing it because when I started boxing, I had to quit an industry that I was in at the time. I don't know. It was like eight, nine years or whatever. And I'd slaved away. It's all I knew how to do. I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to socialize. I didn't know how to do absolutely anything. Like I was a complete miserable, depressed, you know, run down, burned out wreck. And I had to rebuild myself and find what I love doing. And so I tried a few things. The first thing I tried was bodybuilding. And I realized that this isn't doing what I thought it was doing. I spent a good six months doing that, you know, before taking up the boxing properly. Like I had raps and stuff, but I wasn't like, I am going to be an amateur boxer. And I tried a couple of other things. I started running. I tried to learn how to do running so I could possibly do things like Ironman or, you know, triathlons, like hardcore stuff like that. I realized very quickly I just didn't like doing it. And then I found boxing. I just got really lucky. Hmm. Uh, I found my coach who I just, you know, fell in love with straight away. He was like a spitting image of my dad but boxing Hmm. as in like everything's got to be perfect. Like (laughs) I'm not going to go easy on you. And that just – I just connected with that. And I found another love in life that was the complete polar opposite of the first thing I loved, mm-hmm. which was artwork, like the complete polar ops. So exploring. so exploring. Yeah, I, I just tried different things. And if you don't like it, I stopped doing it. I yeah. think a lot of times people just keep trying to push things. They're not willing to say to themselves. Force the love. That, like, yeah, they're not, they're not willing to say, you know what? This isn't working. Yeah. So like I've always said, if you put uh, uh, the, your very first year into something and you put everything you can into that, and you still don't like it; it's it's not meant to be. But yeah. I, I give things about a year, like, and I usually you know before then. But I'll say to myself, don't give up, yeah, unless you really hate it until a year, because sometimes that can change. Sure, but, definitely. Take like, yeah, it's a very ZBrush. Brush. A ZBrush yes, <laughs> ZBrush. I wanted to give up on brush. Oh, I've given and up I, many I, times. Well, I learned how to sculpt. And do like it's been years now, so I obviously can't do that very well anymore. But there was a period where I knew how to use Zbrush, all the features, tools, I'd read the manual. But Zbrush's interface at the start was just dog shit compared to everything. <laughs> People hated it. Yeah, I hate Absolutely it still. <laughs> hated it. But I can look at Zbrush yeah. now and I I pushed through I did it for a few years, and I ended up really loving it. So yeah. that was an example of something where you can push through. That's true. But definitely, you've got to be honest with yourself. Yes. With that stuff, you got to. It's got to be a feeling. It can't be uh, like something. Like if someone gives you an idea, like go do boxing, and you say to yourself, "Yeah, like I could be a boxer," well, that's that's very different from you telling yourself, "I want to fight. I want to be a boxer." And deep down, that's what I was telling myself. I was like, I want to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but that's what I want to do. And I started going crazy just like I did with the CGI. So (laughs) once you find something, you know. But just be honest with yourself. Constantly evaluate what you're doing. And at the same time, a bit of of a contradiction. Don't try and overthink it. Let it evaluate what you're feeling, not what you're thinking. Hmm. There
0: you go. I love that one. That's great. Yeah, there you go, people. Success. Yeah, there it is. Right on. It's, it's all right great there. Time. Yes, thank you. It's been three hours. How went by fast, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it goes by like a whirlwind. So, but thank First you. First eight hours of the day when
2: I was recording went by even quicker.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, you know, it's like, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful we finally did this. So thank you. Yeah, man.
2: I I love what you guys are doing and uh, hopefully we can do some more stuff together soon. Yes. Like like sharing your guys stuff when you guys are doing cool 3d and it's only natural. Yeah, Um, exactly. I think it's good now that the industry has guys who are high level in the industry willing to make that change. There's so many other guys out there I know that could make a killing teaching. And they just need that push. So it was really great to see when you guys were like working full time at studios, and you're like, "Screw it, we're just going to do this now."
0: No, we do. We, I work at full time studios too, but we do <laughs> we do full time school
2: stuff too. <laughs> I so couldn't do that. I couldn't.
0: Yeah, I don't know how it works. You know, I don't know how. <laughs> but, yeah, it, yeah it for any works guys that.
2: out there who are advanced, just take it from me. You can you can really change your perception of and of that working hardcore environment yep. by going to work for yourself best thing i ever did
0: oh it's the best man i couldn't i couldn't agree more I, I think all artists should at some point i think it's yep. important it'll give you a whole new level just a whole new level you don't even underwear you're not even aware of it it's like moving out of your parents house you're just like whoa like this hurts this responsibility but damn it's awesome you know so yep. yeah it's, it's it's all part of it you it think, makes think work you've got better. like
2: a little tip or trick or something go and make a tutorial yeah you know, <laughs> get it out there
0: start helping some
2: other people yeah it's the best thing
0: you can do absolutely 100 i'll make you better broader. Uh, exactly. It's there a shame
2: nowadays the forums and things like that are a little bit died down, but uh, we got Facebook now. So Facebook, yeah. and
0: you know, we have the tutorials of the podcast. We have Twitch. Twitch is great. You know, I noticed you do the Twitch thing. I think Twitch is really yep. great. We're starting to really yep. implement that. We've partnered up with Twitch actually, so we're going to be yeah, I saw. you know, like crazy. It's awesome. Like we're one of the first educational platforms that are using Twitch to get our teach. ideas out you yep. know and teach yep. it's fucking rad it's super cool crazy and that's all that matters It's just getting ideas out sharing exchanging ideas helping people for the most part i'm just answering like i feel like i'm like tony robbins or something like you know with like life coach <laughs> status i'm like i don't know how to, you know like i mean I, i'm very blessed i live a great bob life ross but, I mean, is the goal bob ross, is, bob the ross the goal. is the goal he's just a happy he's a he's, <laughs> he's painting just, little yeah. critters and little
2: brushes and you know, little trees <laughs> and stuff but yeah no absolutely man alrighty well, man it was really, like, if any of your uh, people want to ask me any questions you can always hit me up via my email it's what is that? Uh, admin admin at masteringcgi.com.au awesome so,
0: anything else yeah. you, you want to do any shameless plugs anything like that nah I don't need to
2: do any we, shameless we talked plugs about this if, school, they, though, if they want right. to find me they'll find me
0: masteringcgi there you go .com.au thanks very much man I'll, uh, I'll see
2: you on one of your Twitch streams soon
0: absolutely thank you so much Grant have a great day thank you for doing what you're doing thank you for being here sharing your time that with percent. us and appreciate it really appreciate it And that concludes this week's episode. Big thank yous to Grant for coming on the show and sharing his thoughts with us this week. You can find links to the show notes of this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 137, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. You know the drill. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out.